Welcome to Two Lads One Podcast. What up, people? This is Khalid, or you can also call me the 6'5 guy, the Warake warrior, sharpest shooters, or the real Odubu. You can call me Fine, Justifying, Unfiltered, Uncensored, Real Talk. Two friends talking shop. We have politically incorrect conversations and just get into the deep stuff. So take a seat, strap yourselves in, and get ready for a wild ride, motherfuckers. What up, Brody? Ooh, sounds so serious. I'm fine, Jerry. It's been a long day, man. I say it's been a long day. Not like I've done much. It's just everything's just long in this country, I think. <laughs> what happened? Absolutely nothing. Just being in Nigeria is just long. Yep. For like an hour and a half, I just took myself on holiday, mental holiday to, I don't know, Dubai. It's necessary. Oh, man, everything is just, wake up the same routine. It's all quite long. Anyway, um, what about you, man? How's your, well, how's your, how was your weekend, actually? Uh, My weekend was reasonably quiet. Um, my some of my colleagues from work they wanted to hang out, but I I wanted no part of that. Ooh, after your expenditure on your last your last hangout. Oh God, no, 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 no! <laughs> I said not this month. I'm not making that same mistake. I can't be. I can't be. You know, on the verge of broke a day after they've paid salary. It's, it's not healthy. But isn't that what salary is for? You get it, you blow it, you know, then you hustle again. You live life on yeah, the that, edge. That's that Lagos boy keeping up appearances lifestyle that I do not want to live. It's all about the rocks, bro. How can you not be part of the rocks, man? You're missing out, man. I heard it's good out there, you know. Go, good for who? Hey, you live a fake life. You get the bitches. You know. No one really <laughs> knows when you go home, you're soaking Gary. Like, come yeah, on. Yes, uh, that's, that's what it's about. about them. In Abuja, we call them we'll say two bad boys. That's what we call them. <laughs> so we call them. Why would you say two? Man, I guess that's the happening spot. I wouldn't know. I didn't go anywhere. But apparently, Gee. you know, people out here going to um, Keje Grill, Junkyard. There was a yes, meme man. I saw. There's actually, it wasn't a meme or some girl posted it. And, um, it said another weekend of men going to Keje Grill junkyard and whatnot and aggressively fucking each other's girlfriends. <laughs> I saw it actually. I saw that. Uh, so this, funny, is, funny. If this is what you guys are out here doing then. Boy. <laughs> the, game, the game is the game. The game ain't based the, on sympathy. The game ain't based on sympathy. But then again, you ask yourself, these girlfriends are letting themselves be fucked by that man's friend. So the game ain't based on sympathy. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, speaking of the game ain't based on sympathy, I remember, I think two weeks ago, some girl was talking about, you know, how um, a lot of guys, you know, they'll tell the girls what they want the girl to hear so they can sleep with them. That this is sexual assault, is sexual manipulation. Oh, for God's sake. And honestly, I was just like, look, man, the game is the game. Just, you got finessed, man. 
Can we stop watering down the definition of sexual assaults? Having sex that you ended up regretting is not sexual assaults. You made a bad decision. Put on your big girl pants and live with that shit. Stop that rubbish. You opened your legs. You weren't forced. Just because the outcome at the end wasn't what you thought doesn't mean, you know... Men men will start accusing girls of rape because the girls didn't look like what they thought they did the night before once the makeup has rubbed off on the pillow. Ooh, the side note, this is why you don't have white pillowcases. You don't. It's a no-no. It's a no-no. I'm telling you. It's a no-no. You have a whole face on your pillowcase the next morning. You're like, who is this? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, man, the game is the game. What people need to understand is um, nowadays a lot of people act like women are savages on the streets too. <laughs> women are sleeping with men and not calling them back. Like this is happening. Oh, yeah. Like women are actually worse than men. Women are cold. Like I'm telling you now, women Bro, are cold. It's just that I, they're I better. firmly believe that they're better at playing the game. That's all. But I firmly know, believe that when they get caught out, they want to twist it into this whole BS. Come on, go no, 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 no. It takes <laughs> speaking. Two- Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it definitely takes two. Speak, speaking of that and, and women cheating, I, the way you saw something funny, I also saw something funny like Ooh. two days ago. It was, a, it was a female, I don't know what she does for a living, but she had she had a verified check on Twitter, so she must be somebody, I guess. Ross girl, but okay. Um, okay, yeah. <laughs> she was, no, not, like, not even Nigerian, I mean, could still be a Ross girl, but yeah, some white, some white lady, she was talking about how she was married to her ex-husband and how he found out that she was being unfaithful oh. and she said one day they were playing they were playing a game I saw this. I saw you this. saw this right you saw this they're playing a game and, and he goes he said you're cheating and she just broke down and confessed about everything but he was talking about the card game <laughs> you idiot <laughs> Damn, that guilt must have been eating her up, though, because she was clearly looking for any excuse just to open up, because, boy. Hell, yeah. Sheesh, boy, yeah, man. Women are savages, too. People need to understand this. Men cheat, women cheat, but, hey, social media, mm-hmm. all, all men are trash, you know. But yeah, so women a- never agenda cheat. must agend, as agenda they say. Agenda must agend. Women will never own up to the fact they're the ones picking the same shit, man. But, hey. No. Uh... Exactly. That's impossible, Abby. It's never the man. It's never the man's fault. Jeez. If if it was if it was the woman's fault, we still have to examine what he did to push her to yeah. be unfaithful. You see, exactly. When women cheat, you know, it's 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 it's. I never actually therefore the man must must have been doing something wrong to push her to that level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're just a whole, but it's okay. We'll keep that pushing. <laughs> anyway, so speaking of women, um, what's your type, bro? Jeez, live and direct. What's your type? My my type. What are you my looking type is so for? Goddamn, what, goddamn or, or, complicated. Or as, as, as Nigerian, so what's your spec? Yes. Yeah, so what's your spec? Mm. So uh, contrary to what a lot of women think, when it comes to spec, men look out for more things than women imagine. So my that's why I said my spec is more complex than people might think. Jesus. Okay, go I on. swear, man. I, 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 I try. I noticed so, so many things. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're starting with 
If we're starting based on looks, so looks to me are very, very important. You know, I can't, I can't be attracted to someone who I don't consider physically attractive. Mm-hmm. I can't. I, from, for me, there's no, there's nowhere to even go from there. Like I, I won't even find out about how dope your personality is if I'm not attracted to you. Mm-hmm. I will just, it's just like a brick wall immediately. Sorry, but it's true. Mm. Um, I remember. <laughs> Growing up, I used to, it's so weird, like when I was, or when we were like 15, 16 in a predominantly white school, I used to say that, you know, I didn't really care about the race of the person that I dated. Like, yeah, like I'm like, I'm attracted to all races and I am for sure. I really am. But I've also realized that, I don't know if this, if this makes any sense. I've become more attracted to black women as i've gotten older oh this guy is trying to get us promotion this guy is trying to get us up with the followers (laughs) yes we love our black sisters okay then (laughs) go on i don't know man like there's just something when you see a fine black woman that is perfectly moisturized from head to toe glistening in the sun that, that cocoa butter bro that cocoa that butter, cocoa butter mm. banging body. She smells amazing. Smells fresh as a daisy. Mm. You know, she has those haunting eyes, man. Black women are goddamn. This guy's trying to get us oh, ratings, man. and I love him. <laughs> Bro, I swear, I like. It's just something I've I've felt um, more strongly in the last <clears throat> three to five years. Mm. But yeah, um, still don't care about race. But yeah, shout out to black women. Mm-hmm. Um, Hygiene is key for me, man. Actually, mm-hmm. sorry, to take a step back, still mm-hmm. on looks. I am a titties man. Excuse I've you? always been. I'm a titties guy. Always been. Nigga, go away I've never, since when? I've, ne- huh? I've never been an ass man. Like I like ass, but for me, if a girl doesn't have ass, I'm not I'm not gonna die. I'm not gonna neglect you. Nah. I'm a titties guy all day, every day. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, I've spoken about being attractive. So for me, being attractive means she has to be pretty. Pretty face, beautiful skin, not, mm. you know, riddled with acne scars and all Ooh, that stuff. Shout out, to nah, skincare, shout out to Skincare Signature. If you have that problem, you can hit them for up sure. on Instagram, you know. Got you. Anyway, sure. carry on. Women, queens, please take care of your skin. Like, yep. it's so important, so mm-hmm. attractive. You need to, You need to look decent without makeup eventually um Mm -hmm. then one thing that i've this this is something that man i've always 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 been fascinated you know this about me Mm. me and women with nice legs one and two yeah yeah you like nice one and fucking two man yeah so the listeners, I'm going to tell you a quick story. Oh, God. My fascination with legs goes so deep. And yes, if I am about to, I'm about to expose our dirty little secrets. Jesus fascination Christ. with legs goes so deep. This mm-hmm. guy that you're listening to, if I and myself, mm-hmm. attended a Rick Ross concert. You're going to get were... us cancelled. <laughs> what do you mean cancelled? You just said black women are going to love us. How are they going to cancel us five minutes later? Because that's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> We were young. We were learning. Uh-huh. We were... Uh-huh. Go on. <laughs> so we went for a Rick Ross concert. Amazing. Mm. You know, great atmosphere. Dope music. This was around the time Rich Forever dropped. So Rick mm. Ross was on, on top. 
Yeah. You know, beautiful women all around. It was London now. You know how it goes. After the concert, we, mm. if I, we, me and you see mm. this luxurious stallion. Mm. Fell straight from heaven. No one could tell me otherwise. Straight from heaven. Perfectly plucked rose. Just mm. moving from left to right, clunking in her high heels mm. with the most drop-dead gorgeous legs you would ever see in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what happened. People, if you're listening, don't judge me. Don't judge us. I can't explain why it happened. Mm -hmm. But I found myself following the legs. As she was walking, I was walking. Can't tell you what I she looked like. I can't tell you what I, she looked I, like. I, can't I don't remember. remember. Don't those legs? All don't. I know, all I know is she had blemish-free, freshly waxed or shaved. Glistening, mm. glistening under the night lights, long mm. ass legs, perfectly proportional. You could lick them. You could lick those legs. Easy. Absolutely. Easy. You could lick them. You could pour hot chocolate on them. Anything you want. Anything you get your fly your freak flag. Yeah. And you know, me, not just me, me and you. <laughs> me and you start walking, <laughs> following this pair of divine legs. And next thing you know, we start recording. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, to be young and foolish. Oh God. Oh jeez. Yeah. Why did we do this? Why were we documenting this? Why were we doing something that was incredibly creepy? I don't know. I can't tell you, bro. Would I do that at twenty-eight, twenty-nine? Obviously not. I'm not an idiot. I'm not a creep. Hell no. But back then, it was just like God damn. Mm -hmm. So that's just to tell everyone listening, like the love I have for legs. Legs are super, super duper and important. See, and you see, the funny thing is, I'm not even that big in the legs. Mm. However, her legs, I ain't gonna lie, bro. They were, I don't know what it was like. It was like tunnel vision. Everyone was there, but what you could see were these legs. Again, yep. I don't remember what this, I didn't even have the opportunity to look at her face. That's the thing. The legs mm -hmm. were just legging. <laughs> like, they were just doing their thing. Boy. Mm, boy, yeah. Carry on. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, moving on from that, what other thing am I big into? What other thing is part of my spec? Hygiene. Hygiene is key. Yep. Key, yes. key, key. High key. Mm. Highest of keys. Mm. A woman to me has to be clean. Like, because me, I am someone who takes pride in my own hygiene. I know I'm, I consider myself to be very, very clean. So, any woman that I'm with, she should be cleaner than me. Yes. She should be cleaner than me. And I'm not just talking about her room. I'm talking about her body. Mm -hmm. That's your temple. No, no funky scents. No, like, get all your femme fresh washes and all that shit and sort mm. yourself out. I don't want to be Bro. down there and getting a, a little whiff. Bro, before, you, whiff even, before you even continue, see that femme fresh, bro? I need a bottle, bro. man. That shit is beautiful. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I don't know if you niggas know about this, but I'm telling you, these women have a cheat code and it's femme fresh. I used it a couple of times. I'm going to tell you, bro, it was, it was refreshing. <laughs> oh, you did? It was refreshing, bro. So this is what you women have. Some of you still stink down there. Unbelievable. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely criminal, but you see femme fresh. I'm actually going to buy a bottle. Tell you, tell you, <laughs> that shit is great. Skill. Mm -hmm. Super duper key. Mm. 
Let's still on the topic of hygiene. Body odor is an absolute no, 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 no. Never. I won't tolerate it from a man and I definitely won't tolerate it from a woman. Hell no, that I'm supposed to be attracted to and you're stinking, you're smelling. I don't even like, I don't even, someone told me years ago that, that to them, you know, a woman smelling ordinary or a woman walking by and having no scent at all to him is as bad as a body odor because to him, he loves when women smell feminine, they smell fresh, smell beautiful. Mm. They have, they have, you know, amazing perfume that is hovering in the air kind of thing. And I love that shit. Mm. So the way a woman smells to me is super, super duper key. Yeah. I might, I might have my head down and a woman has her high heels clunking as she walks past. And I just get that whiff of that feminine energy. That's amazing. Men know what I'm talking about. Of course. You, of you course, know. Of course. Your head inter- instantly tilts up. And you're like, hmm, who's that? Who's that? My size. <laughs> and then uh what else so so much so many things i subconsciously look out for another thing was like growing up i used to i used to mock women for like getting their nails done like mm. pedicure manicure i'm like who are you doing this for mm. Who you do like what what is this for? for us, Until I realized that that shit makes a huge difference. It's for us, bro. It's for us. it's for us. That shit makes a huge difference. You see a woman with her nails perfectly filed. She has gotten a pedicure. She's the nail polish is dripping. It's looking elegant. And then you see a woman whose nails, who just has nails in like indistinguishable from my own. Man, guy. Yeah. That that thing it just it just gives you a different look. It makes you makes you look more feminine. Makes you look more distinctive. Look, man. Let's just say, as a woman with nails, when you're doing the down and dirty, and she just holds. Look, man. Those red nails. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. It does. Woof, nails, lashes. <laughs> when you're doing the dirty, it just it's like you're shooting a porno. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> like you're shooting a porno. It's it's good, man. But again, women will tell you they don't do it for us. That's what they like to tell. No, please. They're doing for us. You're full of shit. Sure, sure, sure. We know you are, but it's okay. We're not going to delve into that. But yes, like you said, <laughs> nails, lashes. It's dope, man. It's dope. Mm-hmm. And some women will be listening and, and thinking, ah, everything is based on looks. Everything is based on appearance. Calm down. Uh, let me get that out of the way first. Mm. Now that that is done. Mm-hmm. For personality, the key things that I look out for that is definitely part of my spec. Number one, I don't like women who are rude. I don't care how fine you are. I don't care if you're drop-dead gorgeous. If you're rude, I don't fuck with you. My attraction goes to, to almost zero. I don't like it. And and many women, unfortunately, this is where I lose the female audience again. Mm. Many women don't know the difference between being outspoken and being rude. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. I love outspoken women. I hate women that are always quiet and subservient and, you know, you don't have a voice of your own and you only want to laugh and, you know, just appear pretty. Nah, I want you to have a perspective. I like having intelligent conversations. I want you to challenge me. Mm-hmm. I love all that. But when you cross over and you're now rude, you're now talking back, 
you know, in let and by talking back, I don't mean <laughs> arguing. <laughs> you better nah. just you, you better you better clean that up real quick. What do you mean by talking <laughs> back, bro? I don't mean I don't mean talking with I don't mean um arguing with me or challenging my positions. Mm-hmm. Now nah, that's all well and good. By talking back, I mean raising the temperature of conversations. Let's say we're having we're having a disagreement, and I tell you. You know that nah, I don't, I don't agree with what you said, and you you respond by saying, "Man, fuck you, Joe. Like, who cares if you agree? You're you're too yeah, stubborn. Yeah, yeah. You're an idiot. I, 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 how do we go from zero to to sixty? Yeah. Don't bring an energy you don't want me to give you back. Mm-hmm. But you very, see, very careful but you see with thing, your word. A lot of women that are actually rude, I don't think, genuinely deep down, they're rude. They're yeah, they're rude. It's just that some women genuinely think that that's what they have to do to lure men. <laughs> they have to come across as bitches because some men like that. Look, man, it's a shame, but this is the truth. A lot of women don't mm-hmm. like to admit it, but I've actually seen, I've actually had a conversation with certain women, and I'd be like, why are you a bitch? You're like, I'm not, she actually said, I'm not, it's just that, you know, if you're here this way hard to get and you know men like that i was like huh it's it's stupid yep and this is this is exactly what i mean about finding the right balance you can you can be a woman who is confident who doesn't give in easily and still be polite Mm -hmm. it's it's something that men find a find a, a way to do every day like you don't have to be hostile you don't have to be overly aggressive and snotty and turning your eyes at someone mm. for you for them to know that oh this is a you know self-assured woman who is not going to stand for shit I have to I have to strike that balance man mm. um and then ah, so many things jesus christ <sighs> My list is endless. Uh, I don't like overly materialistic women. Mm-hmm. So by overly materialistic, I don't mean that that's a, a that women um, around me shouldn't like designer things. No, mm-hmm. that's not what I mean. Mm-hmm. I like designer things. Sure. I mean to the if you, overly materialistic to the point where everything about our relationship becomes what can I do for you. Mm-hmm. Every gift that I'm giving you is becomes worthless because it's not Dior. Mm-hmm. It's not a certain price. Nah, that's corny. It's that's that's new money. It's cheap. Mm-hmm. It's cheap mentally. I mean, I should I should be able to get you things that you would value, things that you would love, without them necessarily breaking the bank. Mm-hmm. You know, I just wanted to put that out there. Um, but you can't post it on the gram though, so it doesn't count. Yeah, that shit is that shit is very very weird to me. <laughs> you know, very weird. Nah, can't can't deal with that. Not not for me. Mm. It's a no no. Um, as I've gotten older, I realize that I'm particular about liking women who like children. Mm. I, I don't think. I don't think I can, you know, I, you know, I, I, I can't date a woman who doesn't like children at this stage. Where are we, where are we really going from here? Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Agreed. 
Because eventually, like, you know, I want to get married. I want to have a family. And I love children. Mm -hmm. Like, I I love playing with kids. I'm a huge kid at heart. Mm -hmm. You know, I always have their time. I always have their energy. Mm. So for me, a woman who doesn't like children is is just a recipe for uh, a relationship that is headed nowhere. Unless, of course, it's a... It's a, it's just a physical thing and it's a fling. That one, no problem. Right. Most of these things I'm talking about in relation to personality don't count if you're looking for something that is not particularly serious. Yep, I don't care about your personality or your beliefs or values <laughs> or physical. Yeah, man. Uh, and I think the last thing I'll say on this is, so there's something that some some guys pay attention to, but I don't really care about. I don't really care if the girl I'm with or the girl who is my spec is the most fashionable. And what I mean by that is, like, she doesn't have to be, as long as she looks decent, Mm -hmm. she doesn't have to be the best dress. She doesn't have to be like, oh, you know, cutting edge. She's she's well aware of of, um, Louboutin's latest line. You know, (laughs) she's well well versed in the spring collection, doing this, doing... I don't need all that. Sounds like a loser to me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need all that. Mm -hmm. See, fine girl privilege is a real thing. The honest truth is, if you're fine, if as a woman, if you're fine, Mm -hmm. you can get away with wearing dungarees and sneakers, and people people will see you as charming Mm -hmm. in an in an ironic way. Real talk. Real talk. Yeah, people see us. Child, people are like, oh, this is a hipster. Oh, she's so cute. Look at her wearing dungarees. I really like. Alter, I really like your taste. Oh, your altar. So, mm-hmm. fat being the most fashionable person, eh, something I can overlook. But those other things, huge. Interesting. Um, you see, with you actually share quite a few things. Um, when you speak about being over materialistic, I am big on. I love giving gifts because I believe that that expression, that happiness, that look of surprise is priceless. It means worse than the value of whatever you're giving someone. So I like giving gifts that are well thought out. And I believe, and for me, well thought out gifts don't have to break the mm-hmm. Well thought out gift means you sat down and you thought, you know, what does she really need? What would she really value? What does the gift symbolize? And to me, that is huge. I being with an over materialistic girl is just stress because you always have to buy that LV, that Gucci, those bags. And I promise you, she's not buying any of that shit for you. So it's a one sided thing. That's what tends mm. to happen. And that's. Yeah, man. Gifts have to be thought out and they don't always have to break the bank. That's how I see it. A lot of you might disagree. Hey, if he's not as um, Quavo and Saweetie, their bullshit relationship, if he's not, um, was it Birkin New or whatever, Icy or that shit, it's not real. I'm not, I'm telling you right now, I'm not going broke for any girl. I'm not. I'm not doing it. It's not happening. I don't care what these R&B singers out here singing about i'm not going broke for anybody if i can't afford it i'm not killing myself if you have a problem with that the doors that way so that's honestly how i feel on it so as i said we share a couple of things so what is my spec first things first when i see a woman the last thing i'm thinking about is oh my god what is her personality like 
Mm. First thing I see and first thing I have to be sexually attracted to you. I want to see you and possibly at that moment in time rip your clothes off and let's have fun. Looks, um, looks are a huge thing. One thousand. Let's not kid ourselves and say you know it's the personality that matters. No one is saying personality doesn't matter. But if the person is not attractive, uh, if you're not attracted to the person sexually, physically. Mm-hmm. You're not even going to get to the point where you know about her personality, you know what she cares about, you know what she values and whatnot. So, um, looks are a big thing. I'm a tits guy. I like big tits. It's my thing. If you look on my gram, if any of you follow me, and for some reason on the explore page, titties have popped up on your explore page, it's because if I like titties, and they just mm-hmm. have to pop up on your explore page. That's just me. Um, I like thick women. Mm. Hey, um, but the funny thing is, I can say all this shit. I like thick and I like big tits, but trust me, if our chemistry is through the roof, all that goes out the window. If our chemistry is a one, and you know, you get my jokes, we, we we're just we're just having a great time. Honestly, I don't care about those things. I just don't. Um, you're, you're a personality see, guy. Hey, you know, when when I was much younger, funny enough, um, there's a guy, I'm not going to say his name, but where were it still? I remember, you know, he was kept talking about this girl, banging up on this girl, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and we asked, like, what does she look like? And he goes, mm-hmm. who cares? <laughs> <laughs> and we looked at us and was like, Niggas, niggas, niggas dating a dud. Like, oh, fuck like what, you, what do you mean, who cares? I'm like, what oh, the hell? But as I got older, honestly, you start to understand a couple of fundamentals. No one is saying look, looks don't matter. But the truth is, do I care for them as much as I did when I was 15, 16? No. Because I think a lot of people get caught up in having the baddest, finest, whatever. Hey, I'm not saying anyone should go out and start dating ugly people. So what I'm saying, you date what you're you date what you're attracted to, but you honestly start to you want to know: is this person even a good person? Does mm-hmm. this person have values? You know, what do they believe in? What do they stand for? So as I got older, that's those are the kind of things that I started to think about. Don't get it twisted. To me, my woman is the baddest babe on the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. But that, that should be how every man is with his woman. Your, man, your woman should be the finest thing. Should be to you. Doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. Um, another thing... Um, for me, physically, just like you, hygiene. Mm. I should I should be able to smell you before I even approach you. Yep. It should be look. It should be like some bullshit potion that lures me to you. You should be smelling like just, just I don't even know what the word is, but heaven, let's say. I'm like, what is this you have on? Like, you know, it it should it should be sexual. It should just entice me. It should, you know, have me going. There are certain women that just, mm, 
I just smell of I don't even know what what to call it, but it's not appealing, man. Mm-mm. I I don't want you to smell like the day you've had. Put it that way. Oof. I don't want you to I smell don't... like the long day you've had. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't. You shouldn't. So that's that's big on me. Hygiene, looking good. Um, you spoke about nails. That's a thing. However, mm. I'm I'm also a realist in. I know it's when I know not all the time your women are gonna have their nails done. We live in a real Obviously, world. Definitely. Like we live in a real world. And every time you're gonna have your lashes done. Again, that's fine with because for me, you have to look good without all that shit. And when you now add that, it just only enhances what you are in the physical. Um, so there's that. Then when we start to touch on personality and whatnot, I don't know about anyone, but for me, my woman has to be my best friend. Mm. Has to be my best friend. We have mm-hmm. to, when anything happens, she has to be the one I want to talk to. I want to tell her everything, good, bad, ugly, whatever. I want to tell her and if honestly if i'm not having that feeling what are we doing what are we doing um yes i know that comes over time but when you start talking to a woman i th- for some women from the first day you start talking to the first day turns into 3 days 1 week 1 month 2 months and you can't get enough of it yeah you just you just continuously talking Every day, you want to talk to them. Before you go to bed, last person you want to talk to, first person when you wake up. And before you know it, they become your best friend, as it should be. Mm-hmm. When you are younger, you know, they're like, how can you be best friends? Boy, like a friend zone, loser. Come on. That because, like, be a bit. Mm-hmm. yeah, just, just to quickly add, add on to that, because... The person that you're with or you're dating or is your spec, she's not only going to be there when you're horny, right? She, it's not every time that's yeah, all. Exactly. You're focused on looks, looks, looks. Something else has to keep you there. That's why that friendship is key. But yeah. Yes. Yes. 1,000%. And for me, I'm a, I'm a ridiculous human being. I'm a mad person. I mean, <laughs> I'm not all there a lot of the time. So she has to be able to match that, man. You have to really embarrass yourself with me. I'm telling you. Very you got to be able to have a good time. You, you have to. You, it's just, do you know how dope it is to just be completely yourself, silly self, and your other half is matching that? There's some women that, nah, you can't be caught doing that. Ugh, what are you doing? You're embarrassing me. Stop it. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. That's what we're here for. That's not what we're here for. So that's key. Um, and I like a woman that's down to talk, communicate, express how she's feeling. You know, I think that's very important because more than half your problems are solved if you just talk. If you just say what's on your mind, say what's, I understand a lot of the times it can't, in the moment, it's hard. Got it. But talking is a big thing for me. 
because I'm very good at putting together how I feel about any situation. Mm-hmm. So you being able to talk and communicate is huge for me. And when you communicate honestly, when you just listen, and again, communication is a two-way thing. You should be able to talk, but you should also be able to listen. A lot of people are not good at listening. Yeah. Listen to what I'm saying. Women, women, please stop assuming that your man is always going to know what you're thinking. He's going to read your yes. mind. It's not yes. fair, and it's not going to help your relationship. You're going to start yes. resenting him. Because he hasn't picked up on cues that you haven't verbally expressed. Come on. Mm-hmm. Communicate. But Use your not. words. Use your words. Important. So, honestly, like I said, we pretty much share the same same values, the same things when it comes to women. Mm. Physical, yeah. So, actually, oh, physical, this is huge for me. Huge for me. I don't know what it is, but over the years, you see women in braids. I don't know. Mm. Women in braids are just, they're beautiful, bro. <laughs> I can't explain. It's not even about the pulling the, of the hair and all that. It's nothing to do with sexual. That's just yeah. something about braids that just brings a woman's fineness out. Braids are just, nah. It's funny because even when my female friends do braids, I'm always like, you know, yeah, you're, you're looking good. You're looking <laughs> good. I like women in braids. Right? My friends, even my girlfriend, um, she always teases me about it. I just think, you know, I'll tell you a funny thing. Me and I think my girlfriend one time, she didn't even tell me. She didn't tell me. Um, I think we had a disagreement or something that day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she was coming over, blah, 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 blah. as I said, communicate, want to talk about it. This girl rocked up with some fresh braids, bro. Jeez. It's like she knew what it's like she knew what she was doing. I for, <laughs> I forgot what we're arguing about. That's she the point. The, like, I was just like, yeah. I looked at her, I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> you know what? Fine. Fine. Whatever it is, you win. It's mm. cool. So yeah, I, I like women in braids. Um, that's 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 really it for me. But I like how you yeah. spoke about um, you like you you you've grown to love black women, and I want to touch on that because mm-hmm. again, just like you went to the same school, I I doesn't matter what race I find everyone. If I find you attractive, I don't care where you're from. Definitely, that's me. But you see, what you said about black women is for me. I definitely agree with that, but not just because of mm. the looks, but because of we have to look at context. Mm. Another race will find it hard to understand us as black men. Mm. It's just the truth. Black women know the struggles of black men. Mm-hmm. A lot of races don't. So that's also part of the attraction. It's a beautiful thing. You know, so I can agree with you on that. And hey, that skin, man. That skin. That's why I, don't, I don't get why a lot of these women out here bleaching. I don't, I don't know. Nah, I don't man. Like, I, oh, that's, that's something I really didn't touch on. I'm not, I'm not obsessed with a woman's skin tone. Like, I, that shit is, 
dark skinned women can be fine as fuck. Light skinned women can be ugly as yep. hell. That has yep. that doesn't determine anything for me. Yep. You know, it doesn't determine anything. Um so yeah, because it's, it's something I forgot to mention. Because yeah, you know, many many Nigerians, both men and women, are obsessed mm-hmm. with with skin tone, with being fair. When they want to describe someone that is fine, they'll be like, "Ah, the girl fine. Oh, see her, see her, see the way her skin fresh, fair." Yes. Why is fair? Why is fair is synonym for beauty? Yep. It's not fresh. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny when you look at a lot of these music videos. A lot of these video vixens, especially um, Nigerian music videos, those light-skinned women. I remember back mm-hmm. then when, um, you know, Nigerian music scene started to pop, a lot of Nigerian artists would get light-skinned women and even white women mm-hmm. instead of dark-skinned women. And it's crazy that even in 2021, people still associate light-skinned women with freshness, with beauty and whatnot. Like, ah! It's weird, man. It's weird. As, hey, light skin women can be amazing. Dark skin women can be amazing. I don't get it. But one thing I'll say, you see, I I hate bleached skin. Bleached skin just looks pasty. It's, it's nasty. It looks pasty. It's disgusting. It's just, why would you do that to yourself? Like, forget forget you altering your skin tone. Like, it's dangerous. This is what people need to also understand. Yeah. Yeah, it is dangerous. You could possibly die. Mm-hmm. Your organs could fail you. This is a thing people are gradually noticing over time. Yeah, yeah. So honestly, mm-hmm. that's my spec, man. Titties. I like thick women, big titties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ask me. Uh yeah, um, yeah. So that that's. I think that's a good rundown of our spec, but it all boils down to whether we like to admit it or not. The personality is huge. It's huge. Oh, it's huge. It's, it's huge, man. Are you just gonna it's be? Huge. Are you gonna be with a, just a fine girl forever? Mm-hmm. That's it. She's fine. And some men do this. Some men have trophy wives. Yeah. I, oh, for sure. For They're sure. Just fine. And let just be in the corner. You're fine, and that's cool. But there's mm-hmm. no substance and then they're, to they're, it. They're, they're pillow, pillow talking with their side chick who is not as fine, but who gets them. Exactly. You end up cheating. It's the funny thing. It's weird. You have this trophy wife who hates her arm candy, but you're cheating mm-hmm. on her with someone that's not as fine as her, but hey, gets you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so who, who are you fooling? <laughs> Human beings are weird. Okay, so yeah, man. Um, so we now go on to something which a bit deeper. Mm-hmm. Do you see yourself living in Nigeria in twenty years? No. If no, why? If yes, why? I'll start. Yeah. Um, in twenty years, absolutely not. <laughs> if the eyes were dotted, the T's were crossed, I'd be out of this country. I'd be touching in and out. Just, hey, is everything good? Or cool, 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 popping up. Look, as human beings, we want the basics to be provided. The basics being stability, security, health, and opportunities. I don't, yep. I don't see the point of living in a place that doesn't even afford me one of these. And why would I want to live somewhere, raise a family somewhere that my kids 
unprovided any of these. Mm -hmm. You look at it right now. You can have all the money in the world right now. You're in Nigeria. You get sick. You are not going to any of these hospitals. Guess what? You're hopping on a plane and you're flying to Germany, you're flying to America, you're flying to England. That's what's happening. That is honestly the truth. Yeah. So that's why, honestly, I can't do it. I can't raise my family here because it's just, there is there are no opportunities. I mean, everything is a struggle. Everything is harder than it needs to be. And the thing is that it's not even like you're asking for too much. You're asking for the basics. But the basics are so hard to come by. So why would I do that? If you look at the the educational system, it's shit. Jeez. It's poor. Why would I want to put my kids through that? Mm-hmm. Okay, give my kid a car. I say, you know what? Go, I'll go have fun. I'm scared. The police might stop them and kill them. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen. The opportunities. Okay, they want to be entrepreneurs and they want to do whatever they want to do. Where are they? You know, how do they go from there? Is Are there platforms created to empower them? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can so they get low interest loans from banks? No. <laughs> Hell no. You know, so why? You, you, look, you look at it today. People are leaving Nigeria. For example, I remember, I think it was two years ago when Nigerians were being killed in South Africa. Mm. You see, and you and I had this conversation. And there were people being killed. Nigerians in Nigeria were losing their mind. However, there were Nigerians still willing to risk their lives. Why? Because they want, they believed that, you know what, I'd rather be somewhere where there's a chance of me being killed, but I can provide a better life for my family. What does that tell you? Yep. They're hmm. willing to be on the battlefield than be in Nigeria that is, quote-unquote, safer. Jeez. You have people flying to Canada. There's so many people that are in Canada right now doing nothing, just shadow mm-hmm. in Canada. Because they wanted to get out of Nigeria. They just believe, you know, anywhere in Nigeria, let me go to Canada and see. This, this is what people are doing. Hmm. I, I, that tells you everything you need to know. But again, you see, on the flip side, Everyone's going to Canada, and I completely understood it. But my problem with a lot of these people is that I'm not a big fan of just hopping and leaving, going somewhere. I get the situation in Nigeria without a plan. Yeah, for sure. There's so many people that have left Nigeria, and if anything, are actually worse off where they are. Yeah. Because the benefit, and it's so crazy that there's actually a benefit here, but the benefit of being in Nigeria is bad as bad, bad as bad. There's someone that can help you. Mm-hmm. Bad as bad. But when you're there, bro, we live there. You're your own. 
you're on your own. Like, oh my, this is why when we're in England, you see those people, you see your fellow Nigerians, what are they? they're sleeping at the train station, they're sleeping yeah. in the park. That's it. So, all this getting up and going to Canada, going to London with no plan. You go there, you're cleaning toilets. How much are you really making and sending back? Like, come on, you know. But again, this is what Nigeria drives people to do. People, it's man, it's bad, man. It's bad over here. So people are willing to, you know, do honestly whatever but be here. So boy, 20 years here, no thank you. People like, you know, in 20 years, maybe maybe things will improve. We've my mm. my parents were saying this when I was two, three years old. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is our parents had it good. I, we've seen pictures of Ikoyi back then. We've seen those pictures. Yeah. It's only gotten worse. What did I see yesterday? Tinubu was out here doing his, doing his walk around, getting ready for elections. Tinubu. Just, just look at this shit. Tinubu. Guy. What? <laughs> but is it a surprise? No. So... Mm. Honestly, no, but I, you see, I tell you something though. In an ideal world, I would actually love to live in Nigeria. Oh, for sure. I would love to live in Nigeria because honestly, there's that comfort of you just being in your country. You can have as much money as you want. You can live in Dubai, live wherever. But, bro, the kind of lifestyle you'd like to live, you know, how you'd like. Just the comfort in moving about in your own in your homeland is different. It's unrivaled. It's just I, ideally, of course, I would love to live here. I would love to grow my kids here. I'd love to do all that. But being a realist, is any of that happening anytime soon? No, it's not. It's not. <clears throat> Basic healthcare is 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 rocket science. Education, rocket science. Human rights, rocket science. I was reading today about the rape. Um, there was a rape case in 2019. Still no conviction. We're in 2021. People are being forced to be um to keep quiet and not say anything. 2021, LGBTQ community in Nigeria are being hounded, being beaten up in 2021. People are still saying, women, you know, why should you be paid the same salary when, ooh, you get pregnant, you have periods, and you want me to bring my future daughter, my son into this? Nah, man. I'll be doing them a disservice. Yeah, it's it's not also something I can do. So, yeah, man, that's how I feel. Like point blank, no, no, thank you. Mm-mm. And um, I remember Please. someone someone posted something like, "If everyone leaves, who will now fix Nigeria?" And I, <laughs> I replied and said, "That's not my problem. Not at all. It's not because yes, Nigeria, you know." is where we're born, you know, where we're from and whatnot. But my first priority is my family. Yep. 
That's it. Whatever else, secondary. So that's honestly not my problem. We've tried to shout and, you know, say this is what we want. We've demanded this. You look at the NSAS protest. What, mm-hmm. what, it's sad, but it's so sad to say. But what has come of it? <clears throat> what, has come, what has come of it? The panel, okay. the panel they created, did they not just disband it? They did not say to hell with yeah. it. What has come of it? Nothing. Nothing. The supposed elders and godfathers just laughing at us, you. Laughing. The fact Tinubu is out here walking around, getting ready for election, that's, they're literally spitting. Yeah, they, they don't care. They really don't they care. Don't give a hoot. And hey, okay, that's what it is. No problem. Have nothing to do with you. 20 years from now, no thank you. Rather be set up in London, America, Dubai. I'll, look, I'll touch in Niger. Hey, I'll find everything's good. Check in a couple of businesses. Boom, boom, boom. boom I'm out. Can't do it. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. What about you? <sighs> it's just it's such a sad topic, to be honest. It is. Knowing that millions of Nigerians feel exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, said, it was said on Twitter a few years ago that, you know, the, the American dream is to rise from working class to middle or upper class in, in one generation. Mm. The Nigerian dream is to leave Nigeria. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do I feel? Do I... Do I think I'll be living in Nigeria? Do I want to live in Nigeria in 20 years? Like you, the answer for me is hell no. That idea is frightening to me. That idea is horrific. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm my relationship with Nigeria is a very simple one. Like right from the time I was little, you know, from my earliest memories, I've always known that Nigeria was a shithole country. Yeah. I've always known that this country was no good, that I knew, I knew that us not having electricity randomly for no reason, sometimes for days on end where the meat in our freezer would start rotting. Mm, mm. I knew that that wasn't a, a normal way to live. I knew there was something fundamentally wrong somewhere. Yes. I knew, I knew that when I was maybe four or five years old and you know, the streets we were living on in Yaba was notoriously loud and sometimes very unsafe. Mm-hmm. Where, where when one night we heard armed robbers firing guns into the air and everyone in unison all across, this, all across the streets, you know, in, in every compound, everyone put their lights off to pretend like they were not yep. home. And me, a five-year-old boy, I was lying down on the floor. Imagine that. Because because that's what my parents were doing, and that's what they said I should do. Mm. I knew I knew that wasn't a normal life. Mm-hmm. So I mean, just to just to be very very frank, I hate this country. Yeah. I hate I hate Nigeria. Like I've I'm so jealous of Americans more than any other country because Americans, at least the average American, is when I see the love they have for their own country, when I see the level of patriotism they have, 
when I see them, you know, celebrating on the 4th of July and crying and waving flags and talking about their constitution and talking about their, you know, the economic development that has happened for for them, especially in the 20th century, Mm -hmm. I'm so jealous. Mm -hmm. I'm so jealous when I see functional countries. Yeah. I'm so jealous when I see people say say the words, oh, I love my country, I'm a patriot. I've never, ever experienced that. I don't know what it's like to be a patriot. Facts. I don't know what it's like to love your country. To me, it's such a foreign concept. It, it's a feeling I wish I had, but I've never had it, and I can never have it for this country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, when I just, I'm, when I'm just thinking back about you know my memories of Nigeria, I remember when I was, how old was I in '98? I don't know, maybe six or seven. And you know, it was announced that uh, military dictator Sani Abacha had died. Yeah, I remember that. The level of pandemonium there was in the streets, like it was crazy, like. I remember going outside and I shouted at the top of my lungs. All I knew was that this guy was evil. You know, what did I really know about <laughs> politics? I just knew that my country was horrible and that this guy played a huge role mm-hmm. and that he killed people who tried to rise up against him. Mm-hmm. I remember being a skinny six or seven year old boy shouting on the top of my stairs saying, Abacha is dead. Hilarious. <laughs> And the the house help bungled me into the house because right across the street was the military cantonment. Hmm. It's like, come, come, come back inside. Don't be, that's very dangerous. Hmm. Just that level of natural joy because I knew it was a great moment. I knew it was, you know, people breaking free from bondage. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my, my memories of Nigeria are very traumatic ones. When... You know, before leaving Nigeria at the age of 13 to go to school, I can tell you that I was someone who, when it came to academics, when it came to, when it came to intellect, I had a very low self-esteem. I thought I was stupid. Mm. I, thought I, was, I thought I was a dullard. Why? Because, you know, right from, you know, primary school, early secondary school, you know, I was always an art student. I loved English. I loved writing. I loved literature, self-expression. Mm. Max and I were never friends. We were, if we saw each other on the road, we start swinging at each other. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but the schools I went to, they would beat me because I wasn't good at maths. They would make me feel like a failure. Yep. 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 That's, that's another thing. The, the, the way we normalize the, bru- the brutal mistreatment of students in school. Mm-hmm. Why is a teacher slapping you? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You know, it wasn't until I got to England, it was the first time that I, that I felt like I was seen. When I had a white man, a white teacher, a white English teacher at the age of 13 tell me that, oh, he thinks I'm brilliant. I'm like, are you talking to someone behind me? Who are you talking to? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Who are you talking to? Mm-hmm. And he would single me out for praise and he would make me stand up and, and make everyone clap for me, for my own achievements. Me? Me? Yeah. The guy who used to hide his report cards in in primary school. 
mm. and and tell and tell his parents that oh there was no report card this year and then lie to his parents that we didn't have open day so they would they wouldn't yeah. discuss with my teacher to find out what i actually scored that mm-hmm. same guy mm-hmm. so i've seen the value of a great education i've seen i know what it's like to live in a functional society mm-hmm. you know i want that more than anything and the honest truth is anybody listening anyone who's telling you that nigeria is going to be a good country in the next 50 to 100 years i'm sorry to tell you but huh. it's a fucking lie huh. man said 50 to 100 you know huh. <laughs> it's a fucking lie this country is getting worse and going nowhere mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. recently crowned the poverty capital of the world overtaking india, india that has over a billion people bro it overtook india that's when i i just shook my head when i saw that This is this the country that you're having optimistic feelings about for real? Huh. <laughs> Do you know the level of brain drain that Nigeria has when it comes to doctors relocating to Canada, to the UK, to everywhere? You know, I read a statistic that said one in nine doctors in the UK are coming from Africa and it saves the UK around $2.7 billion by recruiting um, that they would have had to spend um, training these doctors. Mm-hmm. And Nigeria is, is providing a, you know, a disproportionate number of those doctors. You go to, go to, go to England, go to the NHS, you see Oladipo, Chukuneke. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> So are there people who are making it in Nigeria? Are there people who are rich, who are well-off, who are living the sweet boy life? Yes, there are. Are there many? In all honesty, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. And even those people who have, quote-unquote, made it, who are successful, who are living in Banana Island, driving 2021 range, those people, their kids are not being educated here. Yep. The kids are not being educated here. They they have private security because they know that their society is unsafe and at any chance someone can just kill them. They know better. They're still paranoid, like you said. And mm-hmm. um, when their kids come home and they're going out to going out to, to the club for Christmas, they're worried because they know that our police force, the anti-robbery squad, is filled with murderers with animals. Yep. You know, I normally hear people say things like, um, oh, why would you want to be a second-class citizen in another man's land? <laughs> <laughs> I find that very interesting. Let me ask you, let me ask, to people who have that point of view, let me ask you an honest question. Are you a first-class citizen in your own country? If you if you protest against your government tomorrow, will you go scot free? What will happen to you? Kill you. Shoot In that other man. man's land that you're that you're scoffing at, do you do you think do you think if you protest against that government, even if you're not a citizen a citizen of that country, do you think they will lay a hand on you? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> 
So what exactly are we talking about? What is what is this thing that you claim to be cherishing about being a first class citizen? What does it even mean? Like to even take it deeper than that, what does it even mean to be Nigerian in the first place? Is it is it the country where everybody is doing some form of tribalism? Where everybody is saying, "Oh, I'm not going to favor you. You're not my Hausa brother. You're not my Fulani brother. Oh, you're not. You're not from my own Yoruba clan. I'm going to abuse you in my own local language." Where is the sense of kinship? Where is the Nigerianness that you're holding on to? Hmm. Being Nigerian doesn't mean anything. Or we just happen to be living in this country that was, that's it. you know, created by the British. That, that's it. There's no common sense of history there's no common language no common religion no common value system is it the, is it is it sharia in the north that you identify with while you're living in lagos and you're partying and drinking and smoking and grabbing breasts and say grabbing breasts you know jesus <laughs> it's true so let's let's be very very real with ourselves and it's it's an argument that i always have with my dad because you know, my dad comes from a very different era where, you know, he, he my dad was born in 1953. So he, he was born prior to independence. He was born during a time when there was so much optimism about, about Africa, about Africa becoming a shining star. Mm -hmm. You know, when we secure our independence, we're going to blossom. You know, we won't have these colonial masters holding us back. So he comes from a very, very patriotic era. I don't share those sentiments because the only Nigeria I've ever known has not been a story of optimism. It's been a failed country. So will I emigrate to a Canada, to a US, to an England, to a Dubai in a goddamn heartbeat? Don't ask me twice. <laughs> oh, goddamn heartbeat. There's nothing here that I, I identify with. Everything that I care about, whether it be good schools, freedom of speech, free and fair elections, you know, the chance to make it, the chance for a nobody to become somebody without needing anybody, like Aisha Yusufu once said. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That, that, that dream is not real here. Facts. That dream is not real here. So why in the world am I wasting my time deluding myself into believing that this rotten piece of land is going to come good? If you have the chance, if you have the money, if you, like you said, if you're doing it the right way, not that you're going to go and live in Canada to clean toilets in Alberta. Mm -hmm. You know, you have your, you have your finances in order. Maybe you have great job prospects that are waiting for you when you em emigrate. You know, you have your certifications. You can easily transition into that society. Maybe you have connections. You have like a support base, friends or family over there. Do it, man. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not going to, like you said, I'm not going to lie. It's not always going to be rosy. Living in a country that, you know, that you're not particularly familiar with, it can be very, very isolating. You, it's very easy to fall into depression, no? Very, because you don't have you don't have your people. You're used to noisy neighbors. You're used to ah jai jai. You know that ah, if like you said, if you need something, you can just go to your friend's house, who's who's uh, three or four streets away. Mm 
Mm-hmm. But here, everybody is in their little silo. Everybody's keeping their head down. Everything is quiet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in the grand scheme of things, if you think about the things that are important to you, some of the things that I mentioned earlier, some of the things you mentioned as well, it's absolutely worth it. Yep. 1,000%. It's worth it, man. So, <laughs> Nigeria, me and you, we can never be on the same page. Not not, not based on where you are and where you're headed. Agreed. See, there's something you, a couple of things you touched on that I even want to delve into. You spoke about patriotism. Mm. You see, when I lived, when I lived in Dubai, Mm. it's taboo for anybody to say anything bad about their leader because he Mm. takes care of them so if you are here spewing nonsense bro you could be taken to an alley by normal people just normal citizens and beaten up like how (laughs) dare you this man that takes care of us provides everything we need and more and you're here insulting him <laughs> but here i will insult all our leaders from morning to night to the next morning because hey what have they given us in return independence day will come people will go on the street celebrating nigeria's birthday and I know, i've never understood it i've never understood why people still do this <laughs> On that day, you're celebrating. You don't have light at home. You've not had light for the whole week. But if people are there celebrating, you go on Instagram, people are posting the Nigerian flag. People are doing all this. There's a funny thing I saw. Um, someone said, no one is more patriotic towards Nigeria than people living abroad with the Nigerian flag, with the Nigerian flag That's in their bio. That's it, too. Because I'm sorry, man. Like, this country will beat you down at every given moment. When you think you know what, you've seen it all. Nothing can surprise you if something happens. Yep. Crazy. Then you look at the people we went to school with, for example, Stowe. You look at where they are with the opportunities the country has given them, their country has given them, and us that moved back mm-hmm. where we're at. And you just sit down and look like, huh. The difference is clear. Day and night. Very. <laughs> I spoke to one of our friends recently, you know, Matthew, actually. Not conversation with them. I was like, oh, bro, what are you doing? It's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm actually on my way to Bali. I'm like, going on Bali for holiday? Like, what are you doing? He's like, no, nah, I'm just moving to Bali. I'm like, Matthew. I'm like, Matthew, Wait, moving. what are you doing? He said, you know, because of work, work is good. You know, work allows me the freedom, you know, to be flexible and whatnot. So I'm just moving to Bali to see how it is. I just said, and you know, we know Matthew. Matthew has been a Matthew is someone that is a very unserious person, but he's also very but he's also very gifted. 
at what he does. Mm-hmm. Anything tech, Matthew's the guy. People, you need to understand something. Matthew, I know you listen to this podcast. Matthew, at the age of 13, 14, first off, Matthew, I think at the time, Matthew was even 12. Yeah. Matthew created yeah. something in a USB that unlocked your laptop from the password screen without you typing anything in. Mm-hmm. And at that age, we're just like, oh, this is so cool. Ha, ha, ha. What do you think about it? At that age, you're creating that? Bro, crazy. you built a full-on gaming computer. I'm of a full-on machine with water coolers in his dorm, well, in his room. Mm-hmm. You walk into Matthew's room, it's like a fucking heater. Because there's just so much going on. Like, what the hell is that? So, yeah, Matthew's son has just been blessed like that. So, he just said he's going to Bali, you know, just uh, just see. So, Matthew right now is in Bali, just, you know, living life. Because, hey, beautiful, he's gifted and his talent and his gift have afforded him these opportunities, and rightly so. But if Matthew was Nigerian, Matthew would just be doing anything, probably in admin, you know, mm. just doing whatever, getting by, installing, um, creating apps, building websites for just anybody and just getting on with, yeah, that. Mm. You know, and then you talk about, you know, when we're in school and Ah, you don't get two plus two right. They flog you. Ah, you don't do this. Uh, this is a conversation I've had with my girlfriend. And I've spoken about how, from a very young age, the ed- elders, the adults, demean the youth. Make the youth feel small. And this is something that continues into secondary school, mm-hmm. university, even NYSC. I don't know if you noticed that, but the whole... I'm older than you, so you know. Ah, uh, we carry exactly. it on our head. Act a certain way. I remember um when I was registering for NYSE, some girl, you know, she was shy, foreign student. You know, she didn't really know what was what. So she went up, she gave her form of and this lady. And some of you elderly women that work at some of these organizations, you guys are just wicked human beings, especially to your fellow women. She's like, ah, but you say you're a graduate. How can you not bring this? How can you not know this? My friend, get out of my sight. And you're looking like, how is this helpful in any way? In any other country, developed country, they're like, oh, I'm sorry, you don't have this, 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 but this is what you can do to ensure this is this. You know, you'd advise them. Mm-hmm. But in this, it's just if you get something wrong, you are made to feel little, you are made to feel small, you are insulted. And you ask yourself, how is anyone going to learn from their mistakes? How is anyone going to progress? So why not, hey, go to another country? 
you spoke about how you know people say but why would you go to another country and be a second class citizen because guess what second class citizens they have rights over there they're taking care they're taken care of yep nigeria has conditioned people into thinking for us to have rights we have to be first class citizens and we have to be rich <laughs> that's what Wrong. nigeria has conditioned people that if you have money as they say money stops nonsense Hey. See, uh, I, I hate that, your I hate biggest that saying, by the way. Poor. That's it. <laughs> that, 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 that's, that's the country we're in. I've, I've touched on this before. I said, abroad, people will happily work at Subway. Marks and Spencer. Tesco. But mm-hmm. guess what? Come Christmas, come summer, they're going under that one holiday. They can afford to go with it. Yeah. Everything is covered. They they pay their taxes, yeah. they pay their bills, yeah. they're content. Yeah. Uh, they're content. Fly fly easy jets or whatever low budget airline that will carry them to their oh, destination. Oh, they'll call it a day. To Paris or they'll take a train. <laughs> Hop on the train. Yeah. Go true. with your lads for the weekend. Cool. We used to make fun of people, you know, that would go to Cornwall, you know, go to all these places. Mm. But you look at it, you're like, that's how it should be. When you think about it, Bro, it's actually fucking it amazing. Be. I'm so envious of people in England and America because. They could just say, you know, guys, man, for the weekend, let's get away. Let's go somewhere. How much is a ticket? 20, mm-hmm. 30, 40 pounds. Yeah, let's go. Let's Airbnb. Let's go have fun. But here, first, the economy took mm-hmm. like a 500 key. The economy took like 500 key. First, though, now we've spoken about sorting the visa out, the hotel bill, because we're now changing mm-hmm. naira to pounds or dollars. So, it's a worthless currency. Why would you want to live here in 20 years? Why? It's only getting worse. You yeah. can right now. I always tell people, yeah. I say, look, you can say right now you have a million naira. I told someone, I said, that's mm-hmm. no money. I can't even say that's no money. I, I said, okay, let's mm-hmm. do maths. Let's first deduct your rent for the year. For the year. I should move that. How much is left? <laughs> rent for the year. <laughs> what is left? <laughs> he said, oh. I said, okay, let's talk about it. And let's talk about bills. Let's talk about your DSTV. Let's talk about your internet. Let's talk about fuel for your car. Let's talk about car maintenance. I I had to service my car and do whatever. I know how much that costs. So let's talk about that. Now let's talk about the people that depend on you. And when you have money, problems that about. So let's not talk about the problems that are about to occur. Yep. How much is left? There's no value to it. 
But on the flip side, you could have a thousand pounds. And I promise you, you could use that money for a while. <laughs> I'm telling you, you could use that money. Yeah. Let's That's real money. Contract. How much are you paying per month? Let's say you have a car. How much mm -hmm. are you paying per month? Your water bill, your electricity, you have a set cap. Electricity, every month you're paying maybe 30 pounds. Exactly. Again, why would I want to live here in 20 years? Yeah. This is, there's nothing good coming out of it. Nothing. And you see, a lot of mm -hmm. our parents, you know, they, they, they come from a time where they saw the opportunity. Of course they did. But the moment the country was given back to Nigerians, it was downhill mm -hmm. from there. You and I have had this conversation. I said Nigeria was never ready for independence. We're going to independence too soon. No, we were, we were not. We, we were not in any way, shape, or form ready. You know, the Brits colonized us. It's okay. That's good. Whatever. They colonized us. Then, you know, went through whatever we went through. And then we got it back. Okay, since we got the country mm -hmm. back, what good has come of it? What good? They gave it back to us. What, what good has come of it? We got our independence way too soon. Mm -hmm. As it is right now, we are 20 years behind the rest of the world. The North is 25 to 30 years behind the rest of the world. That's yeah. where we're at. I can pick up my phone right now, try to call you. Nobody calling is not available. I can go somewhere and try to pay via POS. There's no network. Mm -hmm. I can say, you know, let me go out and buy fuel. Or for some reason, there's no fuel available in a country that produces oil. The basics. <laughs> the basics. We can be talking right now before you know this podcast goes off. Why? Because Nepal's taking light. Yeah. You can't live in a country where the basics yeah. are not afforded to you. Yeah, man. So, hey. Year, year, after, year after year. Like, what does that even do to you psychologically? If year after year, in dollar terms, you're getting poorer, even when your salary is increasing, oh, <laughs> you're getting poorer. <laughs> your money is worth less and, and less and less. People why they're investing in Bitcoin. You know, I was Jeez. talking to you a couple of days ago. I was talking about that, bro, next year, whatever, we need to go on holiday. I had this conversation with someone. I said, the moment I have a certain amount of money I want for a holiday, I'm sending it straight to my UK account. I'm just keeping it there. Let it sit there. God forbid. Oh, oh yeah. God forbid it's, right it's now I have the money in Naira and I keep it in my Naira account. God forbid. No, 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 no. No, it's, see, if. If you can, if you can, your <laughs> life savings, ensure it's in dollars. Download, even though I'm giving it to business, but fuck it. Download RiseVest. Keep your money in dollars. Change your life savings to dollars. Let it be accruing interest for you and you're protected against this fuck, fucked hard currencies inflation. Because it's not, it's not going to stop now. Repeat it again through the app they should download. I want them to hear it. You know, I found out about it uh, like six to eight months ago. It's called Rise Vest. And basically mm -hmm. what, what the app does is 
it, it can you link your regular Nigerian bank accounts, bank card, and mm. you can send money from your account to RiseVest, to your RiseVest account, convert mm. it into dollars, and invest those dollars in things like the American real estate markets, in wow. American, American stock companies, so you can buy Amazon stock, or if you want something less volatile, you can just invest it and get fixed interest, maybe like uh, 15% a year in dollars. So hmm. it does. So once your money is in dollars and it's accruing interest every year, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. In fact, it's even better for you. You make more money if if the naira goes to 600 naira for one dollar. You are protected. Yes, so you are. You are. The day you want to jack back from the country, you know that okay, um, my finances are secure. Any thinking Nigerian, if you have life savings, whatever you can, put your money in similar platforms that are safe, of course, that are reputable. Yeah, yeah. There's no point having your money in Naira. No, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't make I say you could have a million Naira today. Tomorrow, it's worth less. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So you, you, you we, we say all these things, and then you, so why would you want to live here in 20 years? <laughs> the world is advancing. You see, you've spoken about RiseVest, I've spoken about Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. But Nigeria is just taking a step back, two steps back, actually, each day. You now want to bring your kids into this? Like, I'll give you an example. Bro, Um, I was on YouTube because I'm a big YouTube user. And I sat down and I was watching Premier League, E-Premier League Championship. What is that? Mm. They are gamers playing FIFA. They are gamers mm. playing FIFA. An E-Premier League table. And the winners are winning money. They're getting paid for this, bro. They're Just making at, a living off this. Look at this beautiful entrepreneurship. Who thinks about this? Gamers. They're sitting home, like you know, but their parents are like, oh, this gaming, you can't make money from this. Um, you can. You can. If you if you have an enabling environment, if you have a thinking government. Bro, I said over the years I've just sat and I've thought. Anybody in a developed country can make money off their skill, talent, passion. Yeah. You see, so I know a couple of people that have, you know, started. Actually, one of my family friends is, you know, he's a gamer. Like, he's won a couple of competitions in Nigeria and whatnot. And I've actually encouraged him. I said, you know what, do this shit because you're good at it. Mortal Kombat, FIFA, Call of Duty, like, you know. So I've told him that because, you know, you need to start um, recording, recording your gaming, Twitch accounts and what what people are doing but i was told i was thinking like let's say you're gaming right now serious call of duty mm-hmm. online you're like 35 kills two deaths nepa takes light <laughs> that's it oh you're done yeah like you're out of that fight imagine you're right now you're playing a championship game you know or more semi-finals big game nepa now takes light you've lost 
embarrassing. Because, because guess what? We do not have the basic fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Bro, I watch YouTube and people are making a living off gaming. I don't think people understand. Like, come on, Nigeria might not actually get what I'm saying. Gaming, bro. I game. Yeah. This is the world we live in. A, a world that has moved forward. You <laughs> can make money from the comfort of your house. But because Nigeria being Nigeria, if you're not carrying brown envelopes, sweating out in the boiling sun, walking mm-hmm. up and down, you're not hustling. You should be able to make money from the comfort of your home. But again, our country doesn't empower such. No. It doesn't. No. Where is the government's cut in that? Who, who told you you have the right to make money without, without uh, kissing the ring? Exactly. It's, you know, you know um, submitting to the godfather. Mm-hmm. Sad, man. So, yeah. Honestly, Bro, like, you just reminded me of something <laughs> that I just, yeah. I just want to quickly touch on. That it's just, it just sums up how useless this country is. So, a couple of years ago, I was, um, I was working, I was working in a company, and we wanted to get professional, um, do get some corporate photography done. So we had, we came up with the idea of people getting dressed in our, in our gear, um, with the with the logo and stuff and then posing in strategic locations that we could use to develop creatives and stuff. Mm. So we now, <laughs> so me and um, a female colleague who was dressed in the corporate gear in the, yeah. So we went to, we went to a, a bridge, right? A bridge in Lagos, mm-hmm. Lagos Island. And we, ha- we came up with this idea of her standing there, looking into the, looking far ahead into the distance, you know, serious look on her face, wearing, wearing our, our corporate gear. Um, bro, within three, within three minutes, an Agbero came up to us. I said, you can't, I said, you can't stand here. He said, you, you know, if you stand here, I'm like, who are you? Why? He said, you never pay me money. Yep. I said, I said, excuse me. He said, yep. no, he said, nobody can take a picture on this bridge unless you pay him money. I said, who are you? I said, I can't take a picture on this bridge where I live. <laughs> who are, do you own the bridge? He said, he said, a guy, guy, they blow too much grammar. He said, mm-hmm. pay me money or that, or that he will, you know, to, to suggesting that he will fight. Mm-hmm. It just just look at the look at look at the combination of poverty, violence, stupidity, short sightedness, yeah, hatred yeah. of your fellow man. <laughs> that's that's the country for you. That's that's the the glorious Nigeria. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's it, bro. <laughs> So yeah, if any of you are thinking of um, growing old in this country, hey, it's not, it's not it's not patriotic. It's foolish. If you have the opportunity to leave, I'm not even saying leave and not come back, mm. but leave, set up something somewhere, and you can touch it. I'm telling you, no one enjoys Nigeria more than people that come for dirty December. Oh yes. Nobody, I'm telling you, 
I remember when my good friend, okay, okay, came. I think, I think it might have been that December time or November. I can't remember. He came, I think, when it was 650 naira to a pound or so. Mm. My guy came, was changing his pound sterling. Hmm. Balling. Man was living life. Living. Mm. Having a ball. But guess what? He had the return ticket, so it was all good. Mm-hmm. So, man, hmm, nice. Honestly, on a day-to-day basis, I personally hate talking about this country because I think it's very depressing. Because you're it living is. in it. It is just, you just you just you bl- you block it out and you just get on with it. That's that's a sad reality. You block it out and just get on with it. So yeah, man. Uh, well, I hope we've answered that question clearly. <laughs> <laughs> do we now move on to at least something a bit more lighthearted um what are some of your most embarrassing moments oh jeez i've lived i've lived a very hilarious life i've been part of one of your most embarrassing moments but yeah yeah you you definitely have mm. you definitely have um a couple so <laughs> so i mean the first one i'm going to touch on now is is one that happened a few years ago um this was a this was a time when i was fooling myself and telling myself i was i was going to become a gym rat oh this i was going to bulk up i was going to become hen just to keep in mind for people who don't know what i look like i'm i'm a tall skinny guy i've been skinny all my life like an actual pole. It's okay. Uh, you know, you know, this, you, you, know these light, you know these light poles. You know those ones. No, that's, on that's definitely one. You, you, know you know those ones on the street that don't work. Those light poles. <laughs> that's him. He looks like that. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, but skinny on my life. So in my head, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm done with this. You know, let me bulk up. Let me, you know, summer body loading, all that shit. Um, so I started going to the gym. I registered, did like a monthly membership. Started, I bought a protein shake. Huge bottle. I remember this phase so much. Mm-hmm. I was going there like three, three times a week. Three times a week. And, you know, I'm just someone who, like the idea of lifting weights, you know, going to the gym. I don't know. It's just not something, like, I find it very boring. It's not, mm-hmm. I... It's just not my thing, generally. Mm. But, you know, I was pushing through. Then one faithful fucking day, what happens? <laughs> <laughs> I go to the gym. I'm bench pressing, you know, trying trying to do my thing. You know, I've been, at this point, I've been going for three months, so I'd gotten stronger, you know, um, lift, push, lifting more weights and everything. You know, feel, feeling decent, not... Not amazing, but I haven't noticed any change to my body. But I'm like, you know what? You know, it takes time. These gains take time. <laughs> so I'm bench pressing. I don't know what. Don't ask me what I was bench pressing. I have no idea. Um, and then what happens? I did like five reps. You know, 
maybe took a five second break, did another five reps, wanted to took a five second break, wanted to go for the third set. What happened? Around the third one, Dude, my no. arms started shaking. Yeah, you felt it. That that mental oh. block. Yep. Jesus. I felt like it, I felt like a mountain. I felt mm-hmm. like Yokozuna was sitting on top of me. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, what is my hands are trembling, shaking. <laughs> I I knew I wasn't gonna make it. I I just looked to my left. I called the trainer. I'm like, I'm like, Shane, 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 please come and lift this thing, Shane. This guy lifted it with one finger. <laughs> he helps me up. He lifts, he lifts it, gets it off my chest, uh, puts mm-hmm. it on the bar. Mm-hmm. And then I hear, I hear snickering to my right. <laughs> I hear. <laughs> <laughs> I look to my right. What do I see? Three baddies. Oh, God. Badass bitches. Excuse my language. Looking right at me and laughing their heads off at this weakling. Mm. There and then I said, I'm never going to the gym again. <laughs> and I've never been back. I would pay to know what, <laughs> what the weight was you were lifting. I would pay. <laughs> Damn. It was so goddamn embarrassing. Damn. Nah, that's hilarious. <laughs> so that's hilarious. that's one. Mm. Another one. This one was. I think I. I actually think I was with you, but you. You didn't know this happened to me. You didn't know it left this this impression on me. This uh-huh. must have been when we went to Dubai on our wonderful holiday. And what year was that? Twenty fourteen. 15, I think, actually. Yeah, 20, yeah. yeah, 2015. Yeah. So, you know, went to went to Dubai, a group of us, you know, great time, guys and girls. We went to the club one night, we were drinking. And if I'm if I'm not mistaken, Bobby Schmurder's hot nigga had come out. Yes, yes, it was that period, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. So we were at the club drinking. Next, what happens? Who knows? Maybe this is why I have this hatred towards Bobby Schmurder. Oh, what the hell happened? Bro, hot nigga comes on. And they say them just the hot. Yeah. Everybody, including you, you start doing the whole, you know, hot nigga dance. Everybody's doing it. And me, I knew I couldn't do it. (laughs) Oh, God. I knew I'd never learned the dance. So, you know, I'm trying to do my little two-step and I'm, I'm trying to do like a version of the hot nigga dance, but add my own spin to it. Looking mm. like a goddamn giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> Someone comes up to me. This is one of the people who we were not on holiday with, but you knew him. I guess maybe we met him at the club. Okay. This guy comes up to me. I don't know him. This guy comes up to me and whispers in my ear. He's like, he's like, guy, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> oh god. Magic. Oh god. Yeah. 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 Nah, 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 nah. Oh, unbelievable. 
What? That happened. That absolutely happened. And that shit killed me because in my head, I'm like, why are you asking me what I'm doing? Even if I'm struggling, you know what I'm doing. You know what I'm doing, man. (laughs) And what made it was this guy came and whispered in your ear, like, like, he's like, guy, you fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, that's hilarious. Nah, that was super duper embarrassing. Damn. And then I have one more. Mm. This one is this one was more cringeworthy, but still embarrassing. Mm. So this was at Stowe in my final year, um, in English literature class. Mm. Um, me and uh, a couple of my classmates, we would take turns to read a book we were reading at the time called Decline and Fall mm. by an author called Evelyn Waugh. Really good book, like very, very funny book. Um, so we would take turns to read. But this book, you have to bear in mind, this book was written, I can't, I have to check, um, but it was written maybe like in the, in the 1920s or 30s, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I think it was based on on the 1920s. But yeah, um, so, you know, if you think about the time, the, the time, especially when it came down to racial politics and stuff, it was commonplace to refer to black people as niggers mm-hmm. at that time. And not, not even necessarily as crazy as it sounds, not always in a malicious context. Just when you're describing a black person, you'd be like, oh, that nigger over there. Mm-hmm. Right. So we were taking turns to read and one of my classmates, she gets to a page and she's reading and the next line says, oh, this. Um, so he called over to the nigger boy or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And she gets to the line and she pauses. This girl who's reading, by the way, is white, is English and is of Caucasian. Co- of course. Um, so she, she, she pauses. There's like an awkward pause. Bear in mind, people, I'm the only black guy. Mm-hmm. In the class, I'm the only black guy who's doing English literature in the school for A levels. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you know, she pauses and you know, she looks up at the teacher, and the teacher is like, he's like, read, like, and she she says, okay, and then she goes, and so he Nigger. called over, to, he called over to the nigger boy, mm-hmm. and she she just read on, and then there were a couple of other references you know, where nigger was used Mm -hmm. again. And anybody who knows anything about me, I'm not someone who's particularly emotional, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to things about race. I'm not, I'm very, I'm, many black people think I'm very odd in that respect. You Mm -hmm. and I have had this conversation before. Mm -hmm. You you and I are similar in that regard. I don't necessarily get emotional when discussing race. So at the time, I, I thought it was a bit awkward um, but it wasn't anything that was, you know, going to ruin my life or make me cry or ruin my day. You know, nobody was trying to do anything bad. But then <laughs> at the end of the class, the teacher tells me to stay behind. He's like, he's like, Khaled, um, c- could you please stay behind? I'd like to have a, have a word with you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. So everybody leaves. I stay behind. And he says, he looks me dead in the eye, grabs me by the shoulders. And he is terrified. (laughs) (laughs) 
he has this look of fear in his eye, like a group of black people are going to lynch him in the next hour. Mm-hmm. He looks at me, grabs me by the shoulder. He's like, Khaled, I just want to apologize from the bottom of my heart. I'm so sorry you had wait, to experience. Wait, who was it? Who was the teacher? I think I, who was it? This is, uh, this is, I don't know if I should say his name, but Actually, he's okay. a really nice guy. Fair enough. I think, did he yeah. by any chance take football? No, it's it's not who you okay, think. Okay. It's, it's, it was, it's not Dr. Miller. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so he's he's like, I just want to apologize from the bottom of my heart. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know they'd had those derogatory references to race <laughs> and black people. You know how said that he could be. Oh, and, you know, he was so emotional. He was so dramatic. <laughs> and he was now making me think, is there something wrong with me for not sharing his level of melodrama? Damn. And I'm like, I'm like, sir, sir, it's fine. You didn't write the book. Yeah. It, it is not central to the book's narrative. Mm-hmm. You know, we can just quickly move on from this. And he says, he's like, no, he's like, no, Khaled, no, Khaled. I can't, I can't just move on from this. Like, this is something that, this is something that I would imagine is deeply hurtful towards you. You felt disrespected. You felt, <laughs> you felt humanized. I'm like, no, I didn't. It's not that deep, man. It's not that deep. You, you doing this is now drawing too much attention towards Yeah, like, you think you doing this is making me feel yeah, uncomfortable yeah, at this point. Yeah. And, you know, I, from his perspective, I, I actually understand how he felt because if I was a different person, if I was a very, if I was someone with a very different personality, I could potentially have gotten that guy to lose his job. 1000%. It's very, very, very easy to imagine, especially when you think about, you know, how race has devolved since mm-hmm. we were in school and they- to the point, you know, I. I could easily have gone to a local newspaper, told them what happened, said I was made to read racist material and forced to listen to my white colleagues demean me and refer to people of my kind in derogatory um, terms. You you know how I could have packaged that. Of course, of course. You know, so it was just so, it was so embarrassing and so awkward. And that's, I thought that was going to be the end of it Mm. until this guy sends me an email the next day. Oh, Jesus. He sends me an email with an even longer apology. And he says, he's like, he's like, Khaled, if you ever need anything, if you need me to drive you to the airport, if you need me to take you to the hospital when you're sick, if you need me, you need me to loan you some money when when you need to go to the talk shop if you need me to help you draft your personal statement for university i am here i'm here for you Jesus. you know don't ever think anything is out of bounds and the the white's guilt was just so overwhelming i'm like jesus sir please give me money for the talk show fuck that <laughs> give me a free grade i want an a like <laughs> can i get a fanta fruit twist damn <laughs> That is definitely our school. That's definitely our school. Yeah. So it was just super duper embarrassing. And something when I think back, I'm like, oh my God, that was awkward as fuck. Yep. And you know what those what those idiots our classmates were like in that school? Oh, yeah. Just stop and look at you like, okay, what is he going to do mm-hmm. now? What is he going mm-hmm. to do? Is he, is he going to lose it? Is he going to act like a black ape? Yep. 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 <laughs> nah, that's hilarious. Nah, those are actually fucking hilarious stories. <laughs> you have any more? That's it for now. 
Uh, those are those are the three that come oh, to mind. Okay. I have many more, but you know. Okay. Um, for me, I have one also. Same school. So, yeah, I remember when we had um we always had chapel every morning, and <laughs> because I think at the time I was head of house, so mm. I would. It depends. Like I, I used to sit at the end, just because mm-hmm. there wasn't any particular. I think that day I just happened to sit at the end. So mm. the reverend at the time, you know, talking about it was something very random. They were talking about fingerprints or whatnot, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Some bullshit sermon. Okay, cool, yeah. So he finished. Well, I thought he did. And bear man, the chapel, our whole school is there, like five hundred, six hundred pupils including teachers. So, you know, seated, I was like, okay, this is going to finish and we can leave. Then he pauses because again, I thought he finished. And then he goes, oh, by the way, most of the fingerprints taken are those of, you know, are those of colored people. (laughs) And he says it and in my head, I'm like, wait, did this guy just say what I think he said? And me being at the end the pew i felt to me every single Mm. white head turned Mm. and looked at me and (laughs) jesus christ you see it's not even embarrassment i felt that's the thing it was just i was just uncomfortable absolutely everyone looked at me like okay the teachers everyone just looked at me and I was like, what, what? It was awkward and it was also annoying because there was absolutely no need for this fact to be spewed. There was no need for this reverend to say this. Absolutely no need. So, completely, for no reason. And everyone just turned and looked, and bro, all I could do was just look down at the floor at me, like, yep, I am not making eye contact with anybody. Let's just get on with this shit and leave. And you see, what now made it even more... This is, it wasn't even awkward. It was just became annoying because I went to class and then you have fucking guys asking me, oh, Ify, and by the way, did you hear what he said? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at this guy like... Man, I'm like, man, I'm like, God, I'm going you. I'm going to tear you with slap. What do you mean, did I hear what he said? We were at the same chapel together. I'm like, yeah, they're like, I'm like, bro, like, so, so, like, what do you think? Oh, God. Guy, he said what he said. Like, can we just leave it? So, yeah, that was one. The second one, again, <laughs> not embarrassing, just uncomfortable was. Um, mm. There were these girls that were giving a talk in chapel. We were there, Khalid. Oh, my God. So, I don't know. Who came up with the clever <laughs> idea of linking the song Jesus Walks with whatever bullshit they were talking about? So, and anyone that knows the song Jesus Walks with Kanye, there is a very loud <laughs> nigga. Nigga, it's my snatch and necklace. Nigga, like every five seconds. So imagine in chapel, again, 600 people. And they start home, 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 home. It's a bop. So, you know, I'm there like, okay, oh, this is hip. 
And in my head, I'm like, okay, they clearly have the clean version. Clearly yeah. have the clean. <laughs> and then, these are white girls, by the way. These are white girls. So I'm like, I look at Khalid like, guy, I'm all, ah, nice, Kanye. <laughs> then I am slapped across the face with nigga. <laughs> <laughs> And they must have played the whole of... No, they played the whole of... This is a four-minute song. Yeah. So what's the talk here? Nigga! Duh, duh, nigga! Duh. <laughs> again. Of course, I'm sitting at the end of the pew again. And everyone just turns <laughs> around looking. And Like, at first, I was bopping. Like, yeah. Then I heard nigga. I looked at Khalid. I was like, guys. Like, we just looked at each other like, um, and it continued playing and then what makes it worse is you have these white teachers looking at you and you know white people that awkward <laughs> smile like <laughs> our housemaster looked at me and he just had that awkward smile and I was just like oh what the fuck is this as people were walking out you know end the chapel it's still playing and it's nigger mm-hmm. nigger what happened afterwards? Oh, Iffy. <laughs> did, you hear, did you hear the song at Chapel? Like, <laughs> I'm looking at this guy like, oh, leave me alone. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that one happened. Then there's a third one. Again, this is still in Chapel. And I get this mm-hmm. is really embarrassing, but this is one of the funniest moments in that school oh my god so bro so we were in chapel and for some reason i remember when the reverend was asking random people if you know you could translate something into your own mother tongue your own language so someone will read something in english and then you translate it so there's this girl (laughs) i can't remember what african country she was from but whatever so she's from kenya she's from kenya so it was evening chapel sunday so I think even the parents came was one of those chapels. Yes. So you and I were seated, and then she walks up, <laughs> and then another person walks. So someone says, you know, reads a passage from the Bible, blah blah blah, and he stops. And then this girl proceeded to read from a mother tongue. And first up, any of you that know Khalid and I, we are very mischievous people. Very. So I looked at Khalid. Khalid looked at me. And tear. I'm like, what's what's wait, what what's going on? I said, wait. What's 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 happening? So she does. Then this girl reads another passage in English. And then she now translates to her mother tongue. I start to cry. Tears start because I'm crying because I don't want to laugh. So I'm holding my my laughter in and tears are rolling from my eyes. Then I start shaking. The the Khalid is there rocking from side to side. (laughs) This guy is about to, you know, have a fit. And you know, when you see someone about to laugh and you're, we are there laughing. Like I am rocking because she is, as if she's going in, she is speaking in her mother tongue. And I'm sorry, guys, if we have any Kenyans listening, Look, you can clown our languages too as much as you want, but it was go, go it was possibly top five funniest things I've ever seen. One, 
<laughs> because she was speaking a mother tongue. Two, white people are awkward. So yeah, they were looking at her like, um, hmm. And you know that like, you, you know that face white people make when they're uncomfortable, they don't quite know how to react. Mm-hmm. And I am certain they saw Khalid and I laughing. But again, yeah, they must have found it funny too, because they couldn't do anything. They couldn't say anything to us. Yeah, they could. They couldn't. They they wouldn't dare they laugh. Um, Khalid and I for like fifteen minutes, we were laughing because this was a long <laughs> passage. We were mm-hmm. laughing. One of the funniest moments in my life. Tears running down. <laughs> nah, like you had to be for there. people. Nah. Yeah, for people to understand the context of this girl's language, because some of them might think, what's the big deal? She's speaking her mother tongue. Why is that funny? Hmm. The language was just so colorful and elaborate. It was something that, it sounded something like, and it was just like the di- the contrast between that deeply African, almost stereotypically African tongue, to contrast that with like a predominantly prim and proper white English audience who did not know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> and, and Jesus said, you know, thou shalt not. This got a... It was just, it was, it was just a combination of like the immense awkwardness, the ridiculousness of the situation, the fact that the translation was so unnecessary because nobody could understand her language. It was, oh my God. Somebody, nah, hilarious. And, and just finally, because you and I were, because we were the black guys, we were the only ones who could actually enjoy and yes. laugh at the moment yeah. that's what made it even sweeter yes. if a white person laughed you know they, they couldn't they couldn't even laugh because it just for yeah. them they were like oh i can't laugh i can't laugh or oh, i can't i'll see myself yeah. Today. so yeah it was funny anyway so moving from those old, embarrassing moments so hmm. i don't think you even know about this so i think i went out with my cousin my younger cousin this was i think oof, when was it it's like 2009 10 11 o'clock you know, went out. It was actually in Abuja. Came over. We went out clubbing. And this is really when I kind of started drinking. So mm. we went pre-drinks at some hotel. Met up with some people. Actually went with the driver. At first I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to drive. Thank God. Something just said, mm. go with the driver. So went with the driver. Went to the hotel. Had pre-drinks. And that was there, you know, you're trying to feel like you're a bad guy. You know, you're guzzling the thing from the bottle, blah, blah, blah. I, I was guzzling Jack Daniels. I was like, ah, everyone was healing me. Ah, you know, you know when, when you're young, dumb, and foolish. But, uh, so I was doing that. Bro, you know, I remember getting to the club. I remember parts of the club the next thing I remember was waking up in a hospital bed. Wait, what? I turned and saw my mother and father looking at me. Exactly. So, this is where it now gets interesting. So, I was talking to my security guard at the time. I was like, what happened? 
and he was laughing. Like as mm. he was telling the story, he was laughing. It's like Omo, you were so drunk at the club. The driver came in to the club and we carried you, put you in the car. Oh my god! We left your friends there. There was money in your pocket, so we gave it to one of your friends, and we brought you home. So the driver now, Loki, it was must have been like four a.m. He called my dad. Mm. Like, come downstairs, please. So my dad snuck out. Oh, he didn't wow. want my mom to know. Snuck out and came out. And the, and they said, you know, he saw I was drunk. Like, fuck. So he sat me down in the garden. And him and the security man driver were kind of laughing and just pouring water on my face. Like, he was even telling them stories about, <laughs> you know, when I was that age, you know, it happened. So he was pouring water on my face. Is this. So mother's intuition my mom now came down like ah, why are you outside now I said, ah, I'm not talking to you fine my mom is like why are you talking to your son at 4am in the middle of the garden mm-hmm. so she proceeds and she goes when my mom is serious or angry with me she calls you by my government Ifai mm. Chuku mm. so she called me Ifai Chuku and according to everyone, what do I do? I go, yes, auntie. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> she now goes, wait, 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 wait. So at this point, security says, my dad was tapping me and saying, that's your mother, that's your mother, that's your mother. She, oh, my she God. She now shouts a bit louder. <laughs> if I chuckle, I now raise my voice more. Yes, auntie. Oh, God. Oh, she now goes, if I just go, yes, auntie. <laughs> so as much as I was drunk, that was fucking embarrassing. And then from there, you know, my mom was like, ah, I don't know, let's go to hospital. This, this. My dad was like, there is no oh, need for all this. So I now woke up. So I tried to form like I was sleeping. My mom and dad, open your eyes, my friend. Ah, what were you doing? This is that. So... That was fucking embarrassing. Like I threw up on my shirt. Oh, you gosh. know. So that was an embarrassing moment. I say, those are your parents. These are our friends. These are your parents. Like they're actually coming to tell the Omo, my kid actually drinks. Like this is it. So that was Jeez. yeah. That was loaded. Um, <laughs> that happened. Then another. One was, um, I think we had a house party, university. Mm-hmm. And you know, bad house party, babes were there. was one of those house parties where you invite, we only invited girls. And wherever girls are going, guys will find out. So we just invited girls. Of course. Some of the baddies, man. Oh, mm, they were there. Mm-hmm. You know, I came dressed. Mm, I was looking good on my, I was there. Just, you know, niggas, I was walking before I knew mm-hmm. it. Missed of these girls, bro. My feet went. Someone had poured drink on the floor or something. Oh no, bro. Oh no. Oh, before I knew it, everything was in slow motion, my guy. <laughs> Nigga, I went. Like when I say I went, oh, both feet God. left the ground. Jeez. Don't blound it. Everyone now looked at me. Guy, I was dead. Like. It was one of those, okay, do I just get up straight away? 
you, quickly, quickly. Do I lay down? Just nigga, I got up straight. I walked through. I straight for the front door. Boom. Out. I I, I can't be here. It's over nigga, for me. It's over for nigga, me. Nigga, I walked, went straight out. I stood outside the door for like 10 minutes. Like, absolutely. Well, you know what? I'm not a, Take two. I'm not a punk. I walked right back in like a G. Yeah. Yes. And I just carried on like nothing. Because, hey, you know, everyone's drunk at this point. So, yeah. A couple of you <laughs> fell over. It is what it is. But, yeah. But the thing about embarrassing moments, I don't actually have a lot. Because, I, as I said, I'm, mm. not, I'm mentally not there <laughs> on a normal day. Like, I'm a very mad person. I, I, I can tell you some silly things I've done that would embarrass yeah. people. Um, Well... First off, I remember a uni. A couple of people listening mm. should remember this. Henry, you're listening. You should mm. remember this. Ola, you should remember this. Okay, you should remember this. Mola, okay. So for some reason, winter, Um, the two occasions, I decided, you know what? I'm not going to wear any bottoms. I'm just going to wear my boxers and my Nike trainers. Jeez. And I'm just going to go about my evening so I wear my boxes, wear my jacket, wear my fly kicks, and I'm just going about my day. I went to the shops, bought a couple of things, you know, mm-hmm. went to go talk to a group of people, and I'm just in my boxes. Bro, it's snowing. It's snowing. Mm-hmm. Getting about my day. That's to tell you how silly I am. Another time, you know, had a nice warm shower in my towel. I'm like, man, you know what? Damn, I forgot this. I need to go for, get to the shops. Bro, I work on my toms. We all remember toms. I work on my oh, toms. Yes. Still in my towel, bro. Still in my towel. I take a stroll to Tesco. Wait, what? I don't, bro, I don't get it. Bro, in my towel. I take a stroll to Tesco. I remember Henry was with me at the time. We walked to Tesco, bro. Like, the, the guy is looking at me until, like, He's there bawling, laughing, like, I can't believe you're, like, what are you doing? I remember he was, he found his sofa. He said, you know what, bro? Don't even pay for this shit. It's okay. Just, just go. Just, 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 just go. People were looking at me. People were laughing. I remember one person wanted to take a picture with me. That's the time, man, that's how silly. That's how silly I am. But you know, I've come here, I've calmed down because oh, hey, majority, majority, Abby. Uh-huh. Mm. Then this one, the third one is. I think that's this is my masterpiece. So I was mm. in Dubai and I said, and this was the time I was, you know, engaged with mothers, let's say. Mm-hmm. Something says, you know what, if I just just go to the shops and get milf hunted put on a football shirt mm-hmm. so i whack on milf hunter on my shirt and what do i do i proceed to walk through the mall and they're tourists <laughs> hey typical people will get it but you know our generation will and people are yeah. laughing they are falling down our people are taking pictures with me people are looking pointing like bro do you know what you have on your shirt because it was it was uh, Wolf yeah. Hunter 69. That was a shirt. <laughs> so yeah, man. I've done some crazy I've done so many crazy things that honestly it take it for me to get embarrassed, man. I don't even know. I don't know what needs to happen. 
But yeah, honestly, oh, for me, I, I don't take myself seriously. So yeah, me being embarrassed now. I, I just thought of two embarrassing things in my own life that revolve around my parents. When you mentioned the story about getting Ooh. drunk. Oh, God. Bad. The first one, the first one, I couldn't have been more than maybe 10, 11. God. I was at home and just to put it in, put it in context, I've always been a very rotten kid. I mean, corrupt mentally, sex, sexually, sexually aware. Yeah. You yeah. know, to, to, put it, to put it in even clearer context, I found out what sex was in, in my first day of primary one. Jeez. There was a girl called Tutu. Tutu, shout out to you wherever you are. Real one. <laughs> this girl called Tutu. You know, I walk into class, I'm sitting down, I'm nervous, uh, you know, I've finished nursery school, first day of primary one. She's sitting opposite me and she introduces herself. We're sitting down, getting ready for class. And then she whispers later in the class that, do you know what sex is? I'm like, sex, what, what was that? And she's like, it's like, it's when, it's when a, a boy and a girl get naked and rub each other on the bed. <laughs> So that, that's not even the main story. I just wanted people to know the kind of mm-hmm. mind that I was, you know, from a very young age. So, um, you know, around 10 was the first time I watched porn. Mm. Um, you know, we had internet at home. I don't know who told me about porn, what it was, but I found out about this early porn sites. I don't maybe xxsx.com or something to that Ooh. effect, yeah. You know, and I, you know, I, I think it only had pictures. So slow dial-up internet. Mm. I would be checking it out from days, you know, my heart is racing. I, I don't even know how to handle it, but I'm watching it. You know, looking at the pictures, we'll close it, come back later, look at the pictures, close it, run away. What happens? There is, there is one particular day. My mother is using the, in the desktop oh, at home. Oh, no. She opens the, br- the web browser and maybe she wants to check her email. She puts www. And because I've gone to this website so it many pops times, up, recommends it. It pops mm-hmm. up. XXX, blah, blah, blah. Hot, hot, hardcore porn, pornography. This one. Now. My, my mom looks at the, at the computer and says, ah, What's this? I, I'm, I am trembling. <laughs> I am shaking. I'm like, hey God, I'm like, I'm done for. This is this is the end of my life. I'm done. I'm done. This is how this is how on my obituary they'll say murdered by mother for consuming porn. And she goes, What was this? And I I you know, being a stupid of boy course. now, you, when you've done something wrong, you stop yeah. playing dumb. I I I'm like, I'm like, hmm? No, what? <laughs> Mm-hmm. What's, what's that? I come closer. I look at the screen. I'm like, I'm like, what's this, mommy? She said, ah, am I not the one asking you what is this? You're asking me what's this? She's like, who, who is going? Who is going on this? On such a disgusting website? What does what does Khalid do at the end at the age of ten? This is the first time I've ever revealed this. I said, I'm like, I'm not the one. Maybe it's maybe it's my sister. Yo. Threw my older sister under the bus immediately for survival. <laughs> for survival. 
survival of the fittest <laughs> when my life was on the line Damn. I'm, i was i was embarrassed it was awkward i was just i didn't know what to do and funny enough i don't know if she ever brought it up to hive if it was ever raised with her if she scolded my sister or anything but funny enough that was the end of it i didn't hear anything about that again but you can be damn sure i never checked porn on that desktop again never if i think i was too traumatized i probably didn't watch watch porn for the next maybe four or five years so that was that was one Mm. this one is much more recent this one is a few years ago so (laughs) i i was dating this girl at the time who um i think i've mentioned in a previous podcast that i don't i don't smoke Mm -hmm. um but uh this girl that i was dating she didn't smoke either but she wanted us to smoke together she wanted us to try it um weed um just to clarify not crack mm-hmm. or anything nowadays you know that shit uh, is like water so please, please exactly clarify. you need to clarify so she so um she gave me this guy's number i called him he came over to the house Damn. uh gave him the money yeah he, he had he had it rolled up for me like four sticks no problem. Um, took it, put it in my bag. You know, I'm supposed to, we're supposed to spend the weekend together. Um, for on when we time our leave days. Um, next thing, you know, I keep it in my bag. I go to work one day. Um, but I go to work, I keep it in my, in my spare mm. bag. I go to work, I come back home. I'm, I'm trying to, trying to pack my things, trying to get the sticks. I go to the place where I left Jesus these. Jesus Christ. And bro, there's nothing there. Oh my God. There's absolutely nothing there. And I'm panicking because I left them in an envelope, in a white envelope, and there's nothing there. Oh, jeez. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, you know what? I don't, I don't need this kind of stress. Why is God, why are you doing this to me? What did I do? Oh, damn. What did I read? That was bad, really. I couldn't just get away with this one. So, you know, I make t- take an awkward walk to my parents' oh, room. Um, you know, I say <laughs> I say hello yeah. to my mom because I bear in mind I just come mm. back from work. You know, so I was doing an internship or something at the time, like five years ago. Um, so, um, and then. My mom is frowning. Oh God! Full, full frown. You know that Nigerian frown. Yes. Frown, full frown. She's like, she's like, mm, take care <laughs> of you. I'm like, oh. I'm like, I'm fine. And then she goes, uh, and then I said, me too, me too. I now, I said, let me do my own poker face. I now said, I said, let me, let me try and concoct a story on the mm. fly. I said, I'm like, um, mom, did you? Like I left an envelope in in my in my spare bag. I can't find it. Did you take it? Do you know in a typical shop in Nigeria parents? My mom goes, "Hey, you left an envelope. What was inside?" Jesus. I said, um, I said um, it was like some some rolled up rolled up weed. She said, she said, come again. Wait, what? Wrote up what? 
I said, I said, well, it was weed rolled up. My my colleague gave it to me. She said I should keep it. For, my colleague ordered it. She said I should collect it and give it to him. She's like, she's like, so by by weed, you mean Indian hemp? <laughs> Jesus. I'm like, yeah, like I said, my my older colleague at the office ordered it, but he wasn't around. This is of a course, lie I'm creating on the fly. You know, you know, he said I should collect it for him, which I have, and I'm giving it to him tomorrow because he wasn't at the office. And she goes, she goes, why in the world are you involved in the transportation of drugs? <laughs> Niggas are narco, man. <laughs> you, you know what Nigerian parents are like. You know a narco. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm I'm trying to downplay it. I'm like, it's not a it's not a big deal. It's weed, number one, and number two, it's not even for me. She says it's not a big deal. You don't know that it's illegal. Jeez. You don't know it's illegal. My dad now comes and he's he now he's frowning too. He's like, he's like, do you know that when Buari first came into office in the 80s, oh, he executed here, here peddlers. <laughs> He executed them. And look at what you're doing. You're doing the same thing. Oh, God. He's like, this is, he said, this is very, very serious. You don't, and you don't know this is a gateway to harder <laughs> drugs. Today you're carrying, tomorrow you'll be carrying crack cocaine. Okay, I can picture your dad. <laughs> I can picture him saying this. <laughs> yeah. So it was just so, oh, and then, and then I said, I said, okay. I said, noted, it was a huge mistake. I shouldn't have been involved in this. You know, let me just give it to my friend, to my mm. older colleague at the office and be done with this entire scenario. So she said, my mom said, exactly. give what? Something that I flushed down the toilet and I prayed she again. She prayed, bro. She prayed. <laughs> Damn. I said, I'm like, why would you flush it down the toilet? It's not mine. Like, you just wasted money that I don't have. I'm going to have to refund this guy. She said, she said that, that's, that's, that's your fault. That's your problem. Like, first of all, you shouldn't have been involved in this. And two, this your this your friend or this your older colleague. He's he's banned. He can never come to this house. I don't ever want to hear Someone you that doesn't hanging exist. out with him. Can you, can you imagine? Damn. It, bro, it was so goddamn awkward. Damn. It was so awkward. I just, in my mind... At the t- I'm just like, why am I going through this at my age? Because this is me. I'm in my, you know, I'm almost in my mid twenties. Yep. yep. You know, I'm like, I'm like, why, why am I going through this at this time? Like, why, why are you going through my bag in the first place? And my dad goes, you know, he was, he, he, he came up with some story that he was going through my bag because he was also looking for a spare envelope and he saw the envelope oh, and, and saw that something was inside. Really, really. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're all telling lies. We're all then. telling lies. Nah, your stories are actually reminding me of two. Oh God! First one <laughs> is actually porn related. Also, yep. again, laptop, dial-up connection. Omar, me, I would just Google big boobs. It'll pop up. So. Just like your mom, my mom went on Google, and before she could even press anything, you know, Google's a snitch, bro. The recommendations yes. were all there like 10, 12 recommendations, absolutely porn related. 
You were a busy boy. This guy. My mom's like, what's this? What's this? My dad now comes. What's this? Ha! Now call me. If I go, come to my room quickly. What is this? What are you looking at? Is this what you're doing? Is this what you're saying? Just like you, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> I'm like, it doesn't look like anything to me. Looking, like, mommy got boobs? Wait, what? Like, oh, you're asking me? I'm asking you, you should have viewed this laptop. Why is this? Um, uh, sometimes I say, God bless that some of our parents are not this technologically aware. Mm-hmm. I go, I go with a straight face. I'm like, Daddy, but you've heard about pop ups <laughs> in the web browser. <laughs> you've heard about pop ups, and I was like, Yes, yes. I said, Yes. That's probably what's happening. You know, the internet, internet is crazy. So it just popped up. I was like, ah, so the mom is then my mom is out here for some reason saying, So wait, if anyone uses that computer and then types in my name, is this what will come up? I'm like, I'm like, no, but I'm sure you can I'm sure there's a way you can do this. Like they're like, ah, so you know how to delete? I'm like, yes. I'm like, okay, okay, delete it. I'm like, ah, bah, bah, delete it. Ah, and it was all done for us. Like, okay. You that oh boy was a close call there. No. Then another one, bruh. This one actually my parents name. This isn't even embarrassing, it's just silly and funny. So Mm. for some reason I said, you know, I've never smoked weed. Never, you know. Never smoked. So my lady's like, you know, you should try cookies. I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay. God. Like, yeah, lace. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. So she's like, you know what? Have one and a half. Because of your size, have one mm. and a half. Okay, so you know, we did it when I think at like 8 p.m. So as I was gonna do it, I video called her. So you know, she could watch the whole thing. So I took the first bite of the cookie. I'm like, she's nice. She's yummy. Mm-hmm. I took one. I'm like, Oh my, I took the second one one time. Even if she said one and a half. Mm-hmm. Bro, one night in, I'm dead talked to I'm like, babe, I feel nothing. Two hours in again. Nothing, fam. The third hour comes. Shit's a bit too funny. Everything's a bit too funny. Yep. She's looking at me like, she'll say something, I'll just start laughing. Then I... <laughs> then, I, then I was like, babe, 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 babe. she's like, what? I'm like, I can taste my tongue. <laughs> she's like, pardon? And I, no, no. Then I go, uh, uh, and I try to taste my own <laughs> tongue. At this point, she's crying from laughter on the phone. Oh, and then, I then get into bed. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. She's like, what? I'm like, World War II planes are flying over my house. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I can hear them. I now stand up from my bed and go to my window. I'm like, wow, I can hear them. Wow. This guy, I am, I am oh just chatting God. the most breeze. She is there laughing. Bro. <laughs> like, the crazy thing is, I knew everything that was going on. I just couldn't stop myself. 
Yeah. Then the next day, I thought, you know, I'll sleep and sleep it off. We now go to church, bro. We get into the car. I'm like, you know what? I'm not 100%. I told that, that can you drive? Like, I'm, I just have a slight headache. Bro, I'm so mm. high. Of course. We get to church. The pastor is talking, bro. I zoned out for like two hours. I am just looking at every and anything. I'm like, what the fuck? I am Jeez. still high. I am still high. Bro, it was just, I'm like, okay, hey, that was a one off. Like, I've done it. This is what it is. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Bro, that was crazy to me. That Damn. was crazy to me. <laughs> so, yeah, that's. <laughs> That's what happened, but yeah, man, those are embarrassing moments for us. I'm funny. Yes. Anyway, let's end off with one thing everyone seems to like, but you don't get the hype. What's yours? Mm. Uh, mine is mine is superhero movies. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. It's it's something that it causes a lot of awkward <laughs> conversations for me because <laughs> I find that they, I'm always surrounded by people who are so invested in superhero movies. A lot of people yes. who have read the comics, they know exactly. the origin story, they know when, when when the movie is deviating from the re, from yeah. the script. They have the Marvel versus DC yep, fanfare, yep, yep. and and. I've just never really been not, into it. It's not that I find, <laughs> I, yeah, and for me, it's worse than that. I actually find superhero movies, like for the most part, 90% of the ones I've watched, though, I find them to be bad. No, and by bad, I mean, like, the plot is very stupid or generic. The characters are wooden. They don't have any depth to them. They're not interesting yep. people. The storyline, the bad guy is very cartoonish in a stupid mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, the only superhero movies that you know I can tell you that I really, really like are the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight Bro, series. I was going to say that. With Joker, Be- um... And what's yeah. the other guy? Bane, yes. Bane. Fantastic movie. Fantastic movies. Like those three, the trilogy is fantastic. Batman Begins yes. as well. Amazing. Like, apart from that, I find that when I'm watching a Marvel movie and I'm at the cinema and everybody, everything is a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Every single want to end every scene with a little wink to the audience because everything is so mm-hmm. childish and it's cartoonish and it's all, it's all so funny. Or even the DC movies that are meant to be more serious and more down to earth and are just yep. boring, are just you know bad bad writing, terrible yep. characters. Well, we're so overly focused on action and then there's no plot development. I remember when I watched Suicide Squad. I know that might not be a good example because even uh, nerds and geeks say mm-hmm. that's a bad movie. But when I watched, I'm like, this movie Horrible. is terrible. Horrible. Like, just as a movie, forget, oh, superhero or not, this is Horrible. a bad movie. 
same thing when I watch the Superman Begins or Bro, I don't even know what don't forget if I do not I'm forget you and I went to the cinema and watched Man of Steel yes that's the one actually yep. I was actually thinking of yes and both of us are like, we're like, this movie, bro, you stood up right it. at the end and shouted. You're like, this movie was yes, awful. It was horrible. It was horrible. I agree with you. He loaded it. For me, that's why, for me, I despise, like, superhero movies are a joke. I watch it purely entertainment, but like, mm. I like Avengers. I like the Genga. I like the entertainment. I enjoy that. But you see mm. Spider-Man movies... Spider movies mm. for me are terrible because they're terrible. Just so childish. And and it's how many children. times do you want to tell us the same story seven different ways? Mm-hmm. Yes, you got bitten by a spider. We get this. So you, you see, with you, I completely understand. I completely they're all trash, bro. Wonder Woman. Don't get me started. They're just with Wonder they're Woman. bad. Like Bro, the fun, Wonder Woman is so funny because I I watched the I, recent one awful not, movie by the way. My awful. girlfriend told me about that. Uh, I watched, yeah, I watched it at the cinema with my girlfriend. And before we went, because I love, I love uh, this is a slight tangent. I love uh, antagonizing my girlfriend because she's she she sees that she sees herself as like uh, you know she's very big into oh, feminism oh, and women oh, yeah. empowerment and. I, and I, I love taking the piss out of that entire thing. That's a, that's a whole different topic <laughs> for another day. But, <laughs> yeah, so I told her, I predicted to a T, I said, I told her, I said, I hate superhero movies, number one, and I especially hate superhero movies with female protagonists. She's mm. like, oh, my God, Khalid, how can you say something like that? This is so ridiculously sexy. How can you say that? And I said, I'll tell you why. Because every superhero movie with a female lead, there's always one or two scenes where for no apparent reason, she just has to embarrass a man and then, and then maybe kick him in the balls and say, take that. It's not a man's world now, is it? Oh, something, something so corny. Something to that oh, and we were watching the movie and there's a scene where where a stupid drunk guy tries to sexually assault and potentially rape mm-hmm. a woman. And then, you know, the, the female villain comes up, kicks the man in the balls, beats him up, and then struts away like I'm the sure empowered you looked woman. At that. And when I start nudging, I, start, I look at my girlfriend, I start nudging her in the arm, and she bursts out laughing because I predicted it to oh, a T. And that's my point. These movies are just so predictable. They're just, they, they're so safe. They, they just follow a very, very linear script. And it doesn't really have anything to do with the fact that they're superhero movies per se. It's not the fact that they indulge in fantasy. Lazy that's not writing. the issue. Lazy I can writing. give you, it's lazy writing. I can give you movies that, you know, um, lean on fantasy that are masterpieces. Pieces. Movies like Lord yep. of the Rings. Yep. Masterpiece. Yeah. Yep. Um, amazing. You know, they have real characters with emotional depth, amazing storytelling, great pacing yep. and development. But these movies are just yep. garbage. And I can't get into them. When people get excited about, oh, oh, the next set in the Marvel Ooh. Universe, oh, this versus that, oh, the new Thor movie, oh, Crow versus this, oh, the hammer of this. And I'm just like, yeah, I can't. 
stop talking I'm to not me gonna about lie. this I'm not gonna it's lie. trash. You said the movies coming. I'm actually excited because you see with superhero movies, I don't look at them as deeply as a lot of people do. I look at them pure mm. entertainment. That's why I enjoyed Avengers. That's why I enjoy it. But some yeah. people look at it so deeply. And it, I'm sorry, it's just not that deep because there's not much you can tell me. There's not much you can do. I already yeah. know you're super. You're Superman. We get it. You know, that's why, for example, you look at Justice League. I've not watched the new one. I actually have it downloaded. Yes, illegally. I had it downloaded. Um, sure. You watch the first one. Very forgettable movie. That was one of the worst movies. I didn't watch Aquaman, that horrible movies. <laughs> Bro, you're now looking at how ridiculous they make Batman look. Batman is here fighting actual superheroes with his gadgets, looking foolish. So, you know, so mm-hmm. you're looking at it like, what's the point? Little things. But when you look at Bar- Batman Dark Knight, like we spoke about, you see, that is a masterpiece. It's an, it's an incredible movie. Not superhero movie, exactly. just movie. Just as a Bro, piece of what art. What Heath Ledger did in that movie. What my guy, what's his name? How can I forget my guy's name? Bane. What's the actor's name? Oh. Oh, Bro, shit. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Guy, what he did in that movie. You see, these are masterpieces. Well, then when you mm-hmm. look at Scoop, mm-hmm. um, Spider-Man, fucking kids, those slinging web, swing, it's a joke, oh, man. man. I, I, need, more, I need more Wonder than that. Woman. Oh, God, the whole, oh, it's horrible, you know? Cap- Captain oh, Marvel. That's one of, bro, I watched that movie with my girlfriend because we were hearing about it. And you see, there's something that's very big with me. When a movie comes out and there isn't a lot of hype, I don't really hear anything about mm. it. So I sat down. I watched Captain Marvel. At the end of the movie, I looked at my girlfriend. I said, wait, 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 wait. That's it. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. Captain Marvel was truly horrible. I watched Aquaman. Again. I could, we couldn't God finish the me. movie. We couldn't. Is it possible? Watch that 45 minutes. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. First off, the green screen was horrible. Everything was just... Mm. So, yeah, you see when you say super... I completely agree. Because the people that are more there, they yeah. fully immerse themselves. They will tell you about the origin story, how this one is linked, how this yep. ends up with... It's not that deep. It goes so deep. I have, to, I have people who have come up to me to ask me if I've watched the trailer. I'm like, I've not... I'm not even going to watch the real movie. What do you mean, have I watched no. the trailer? Nah, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. No. So, yeah, I understand nah. that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, For me, I actually have three. I have three because mm-hmm. they're all quick ones. So, first, yeah. I don't understand the hype behind Amala. I'm sorry. Don't Excuse me. It. I do not understand the how to Amala wow. was doing. I give you me Tina Adi Sere. Nega. Amala, anyway, do we beg I you? Do oh, God. Oh, God. Damn hype. 
What oh, is God. the big deal? It just Nigga, flows. So does any other soup. There's, a, there's some things that taste, there's some soups that taste better with Amala than any other swallow. Exactly. I can't explain it, man. You see, oh, like you a Wedu. Exactly. You, you can't explain it. There is nothing. <laughs> What's the hype? Oh, Amala. No, no, Amala. Slander. What's the damn hype? Why is it such <laughs> everywhere you just see people balance with the Amala like it's an event? Nigga. It's not that oh, yes. deep, man. Especially when you're having Amala from a, from an <laughs> expert, from a connoisseur. Maybe a, wo- a woman called Iyamala. Oh, God. Iyamala, that will, that will make Amala for you that is softer than oh, cotton candy. People. Oh, God. What? I'm sorry. I just don't get the hype, man. If you're now saying you know what, you give me fresh, hot, pounded yam. And yes, now pounder is like our national food, of course. Amazing. Goosey. You know, as uh-huh. you know you've landed, you've arrived. <laughs> You're telling me Amala is to a way do and small assorted. Assorted, not about. What? <laughs> but okay, there's that. Um, another one. This is going oh, to catch a lot of people unawares. I do not understand the hype mm. around beer. Beer Wait, what? is one of the most disgusting drinks on planet Earth. Yeah, yeah. You're cancelled. You're done. You're done on these filthy. streets. Why would I drink something that nah, bro. like what beer is disgusting? Nah, nah. <laughs> why, All the men are booing you right now. You put Lost such in your mouth. Oh it god. No, 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 no. You see people, you know, long day at work, you know, go to the lounge. I've been with people. Like guy, absolutely. Give me one stout. They bring the stout. No, they bring the stout. stout. Is nasty. This guy will pop it. He will now gossip like this guy is drinking cold, chilled, almost frozen Fanta. He'll now go. Absolutely, nigga. There ain't nothing refreshing about that, bro. Oh, there no, is nothing oh, refreshing <laughs> about something that tastes close to petrol. <laughs> what the no, no. Maybe that's Mega maybe that's stout or something. Bro, I, if I if I no, if I buy a mortuary when they say mortuary what? standard, bro, mortuary standard Heineken. If I get you a bottle of mortuary standard is, cold, what gold, the hell is that's what that's what it means. It means it's dead you body see, cold, these freezing. Lingos make this shit sound nice. It's not nice, <laughs> bro. Heineken is elite nah. beer. Elite. Nah, I don't get the hype. I'm sorry, you oh. motherfuckers can cancel me as much as you want. I don't get <laughs> the hype, but I tell you this: you call me, you call me over. 
Mm. You pull out the fridge, a nice chilled, mm. cold bottle of Star Radler. Okay. <laughs> People are like, oh, you're a pussy, you're a bitch. That's a bitch drink. Radler is, Radler is nice. Radler exactly. is, but Radler is like juice. You need something to, to just rip those hairs off your chest. Crack open some brown liquor. Nah, but that's the thing though. Beer, the reason why beer is actually amazing is because beer can get you there, it can get you tipsy, but no hangover, no ulcer pain, no anything the next day. In fact, you're sober in like an hour. Nigga, give that me beer the ulcer is pain without a taste of beer. I will take that. I do not oh, <laughs> filthy. Disgusting. Then my final one, clubbing. Now, now you're talking, bro. Bro, please speak on. Now you're talking. Don't get it twisted. We were all 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Let me say 23. But I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. You can't tell me there is anything special about going to a club, going to the club every weekend, listening to a predictable playlist listening to the same song, mm. seeing the same people, mm -hmm. moving from shoulder to shoulder around people because it's that packed and sweaty with body odor, mm -hmm. shouting at people because mm -hmm. they can't hear what you're saying. You can't tell me there's any fun in that. Yeah. I'm sorry. There mm -hmm. isn't. I remember, and you know, now, nowadays people don't really go to clubs and then dance with people that they've never met. You come with exactly. your clue, your crew, your clique. And what, what's the hype? When you were, when yeah. you were much I'm, I'm fully on board. Because clubbing was, it was more about being a rebel and breaking free and being out late. Yes. I understand. Yes. I understand. Yes, I may, I may be drink, drinking Basically, your first taste of alcohol. You know, you've, you've arrived, quote unquote. From the baddies. You're against the wall. Yeah, She's exactly. doing, you know, you're feeling yourself. Your dick's getting hard. I get it. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. come on, man. Five, six, seven, eight, ten years later, you're still doing the same thing? Come, like, bro. Yeah. It, it can't still be fun. Especially now, as I've gotten older, no. I've seen the younger ones. Personally, I might be wrong, but I don't think you guys actually know how to have fun mm. anymore. No. I no, see no, no, videos, no, no. you know, occasionally when I venture out into these streets, you guys go out in your mm. click, you're gooned up, man them by the wall screw facing just looking just looking all aggressive just you know what's fun there like back then mm -hmm. you go out bro you go out with your people you have fun like with that it's a workout you are doing cardio like everyone's bossing a move you don't even have yeah. to dance with a girl but everyone is bossing a move We're having a great time mm -hmm. but now i'm looking at you guys Doing next to nothing but squad up with your goons. Hey, Crips and Bloods, <laughs> gang, gang. 
doing what? And there's going to be hype around this. Bunchy, bunch of you wake up the next Pure morning bullshit. broke because you've blown one million, two million, three million, five million in the club. And that's meant to be a good time? Really? No, I don't get it. I'm sorry. You guys can't tell me that's fun. You can't. If you say, you know what, let's go to a lounge. Nigga, you have me. Mm. We, we'll you have me. That's, that's we get it. get nice chow. Then we start drinking while music is playing. That's it, oh. Drinking. We're, we're talking. We're, you know, we're vibing, you know, vibing, if you will, Bro, as the, as the, as the youths playing. would say. So I have everything in one and I'm comfortable. I'm not cramped. Oh, come on. Now mm-hmm. that's a good time. Yeah. That's, yeah, good time. Everybody's laughing, cracking jokes, getting to know each other. Actually, actually, bonding. actually bonding. Yes. You know, I know it sounds radical. It sounds wild. But yeah, <laughs> to me, that's a good time. So this clubbing you guys do, like, are you guys really having fun every Friday, Saturday? Like, really? Are you really? What? It's so weird. The idea that I would leave my house to go and listen to music somewhere else and dance. I don't, I don't know, man. It's just like, it's oh, weird to me. You know, we're old. Honestly? I don't, maybe, maybe we're old or maybe exactly. we're just honest. And I think that's it. Because a lot of you, I think a lot of you just go out just to be seen, to be out, maybe in your fly game. Yeah. And you know, but... Honestly, nah, man. That's just played out. I gotta go out with my friends, go to the lounge and chill. Because, mm-hmm. man, going clubbing. And then I remember back then, the stress of getting into the club. Apparently, that's not a thing anyone oh, get. This, this is where my age is. People are like, oh, my God, you are so old. See, I, I wouldn't know. I haven't, like, oh, I haven't so clubbed old, so in a few years. You can't accuse anymore. Nigga, I remember... The, uh, I, I, I have no idea. It's fucking clubs. You now get in and it is packed. It is packed. There's fucking sweat on mm-hmm. the walls. It's that packed. Nah. Mm-mm. So, yeah, for me, I don't get that hype. Oh. I don't get that hype. I'm with so, you, yeah, That's me. So, anyway, bro, it's been a good podcast, huh? as usual. How would you like to finish? Yep. I think this might actually be our longest podcast. I think so. It has to be cut into two or three parts, I'm sure. Mm. (laughs) Would you like to close out? Uh, So, how would I like to close out? Please, 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 for all you nerds and freaks, don't just assume other people are into the same weird-ass Marvel movies as you. Don't just ask me randomly. That's oh, have you seen? Oh, are you excited to see this? Have you seen this? Have you seen Captain Marvel versus the Avengers <laughs> versus, the, versus the Birdman? <laughs> no, I haven't. Please get to know me first before making those dumbass assumptions. I'm a grown man. I don't like those movies. Hilarious. Leave me alone. Uh, That's how. For me. Hmm. Do not watch porn on the family computer. Don't do it. Please. Just don't. It's not worth it, bro. Please. Don't do it. Rookie error. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks, Brody.
been a solid episode as usual. Thanks, man. Take it easy, guys. Catch yep. you next week.